FNZ Podcast, episode 51, the only podcast ballsy enough to ask you what color your pee is. I like that you say ballsy enough. I just like and it. You're ballsy enough to say what color no, your pee is. I'm, I'm, my, just, I'm okay to get there. You know, I like saying ballsy things my, and getting uh, in your balls. My pee's been awfully yellow today. Has it? I feel like I've been drinking all day, though. Um, but hmm. if I talk too much, does it turn my pee yellow? No. No? Nope. Nothing to do Talking has I nothing to do with it? Like, I don't think extra oxidization, would that be what we're saying? Like your oxygen intake, I don't think that has any contributing factor. This conversation just took an IQ level way above mine. Mine levels are really low on this. Your your oxidation levels? No, my my little peaky boys. You want me to turn you up just a little bit? Just a smidgen. Like that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I just noticed him whenever I was doing casual conversation with you. It looks better. It looks better. I like this. I like this banter. I might even take you up Uh, one more. Mine in the mornings is always... Stark. Bit, well, it's not super dark. It, it's especially if I drink a lot of water the it's night rusty. before. It's 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 a little bit yellow tinge to it. But I have been taking over like the past couple months. Uh, vitamins. Yeah, men's men's one a day vitamins on the rig. We finished each other's sentences. Yeah, we finished those sandwiches. Yeah, we totally did. Uh, yeah, on the rig, and after after I take that and have had breakfast and stuff like that, it doesn't matter how much water I drink, mm-hmm. that those vitamins come out of that pee as like a dark yellow. It makes me worried yeah. for a minute, but I'm just like, that's eh, probably just those vitamins. It's got to be. Yeah, has to be the vitamins. The system. So I found an article uh, on bunnyears.com. You did not. Macaulay Culkin's uh, website uh, that tags onto his, uh, his podcast, and... It was uh, what your favorite LaCroix flavor says about your sex life. Hmm. And uh, okay. you know I love my, my sparkling waters. You sure do, and I don't. Um, I'm not a LaCroix kind of flavor guy. You're but not a LaCroix boy. We could talk what about... Is the, what's your, LaCroix boy, what's, like your, what's your go-to? Uh, bubbly is, it, is not bubbly? My, yeah, you bubbly. Like, is, yeah. Do you, and real talk with me, because I've been, I've been perusing the idea of... Uh, tossing around the idea of yeah. trying some bubbles, uh-huh. but I've never had it yet. Yeah. Would I like it more than LaCroix? Does it have more flavor? Um, you I said that you think that LaCroix had flavor, and I think that all of them taste like garbage. LaCroix has a lot of flavor, in my opinion. I think that <laughs> if you say it's more <laughs> subtle, don't do not do it. Please don't. <laughs> no, I do think that Bubbly has a more, maybe a more refined and well-curated flavor. It's a, it's a roundabout way of saying <laughs> Is it sweeter? No. No, none of it's sweet. That's the whole point. So I'm I'm not <laughs> Who makes bu- Pepsi makes bubbly, right? Uh I don't know. I think it's a Pepsi Coke product. Is it? I think. If you I'm say not a mistaken. Pepsi Coke product. Pepsi Co. <laughs> oh, Pepsi, Pepsi Coke. Company. I was like, I think those are two different they are places. Two different ones. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know who owns what. Yeah, if I'm but, not mistaken. Uh, um, let me give. Let me let the claw hold this see. microphone, and I'll look it up. There's a there's another place called or another water. What's it called? Um, bubbly doesn't matter. It's good. Um, bubbly, yeah. There you go. Bubbly like yep. that. Um, I know that you can only find them uh, outside of their like normal basic three flavors and schnooks. I went on a a recent. Yeah, there's a Walmart and Duquoin has more than three. What? Mm-hmm. They've got a bunch of new flavors that have recently come out, and I went on a uh, a, a searching spree pineapple to find these watermelon things. sounds good. Yeah, pineapple and watermelon are both really new. They're like fresh out of the fresh out of the can, if you know what I mean by that. But they also recently came out with four other flavors. They got blackberry, raspberry, peach, and cranberry. Were new before pineapple and watermelon. 
So I have been in search of these flavors. And I found in St. Louis, I did the search because Bubbly's got a product locator on their website. So you can go on there and you can say, I want to find these things. And this is my zip code. Um, what is it? PepsiCo launched Bubbly bottle water to take on LaCroix. So oh, okay. they do own it. Right on. I'm not thinking, even a Pepsi I think it was fan, under but... their wellhouse. I, I like Coke better than Pepsi because Pepsi is like too sweet for me. Like it's got, yeah, it's got way more sugar than me. In it. I'll totally rock one if I have to, but I won't do it. Me uh, by, too. I'll Same be Z's. forced. Um, so I went on the search for LaCroix, or not, shit, not LaCroix, bubbly, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I made you get off the subject by asking so many things. Um, and found out that there is a, a schnooks in the middle of St. Louis that had the flavors that I wanted, the mm. cranberry, the blackberry, the raspberry, and the peach. Um, so I went there. As you slowly digressed, <laughs> you, you got into a... A Bill Cosby speech. Yeah, a little Cosby-esque. In there. I got the peach and the blackberry <laughs> and the berry. And the... Um, so I finally, I found two of them there. I found the peach and I found the cranberry there. And then I was able to search through and found through that in East Belleville, there was a schnooks that had the blackberry. So the only one I haven't gotten is raspberry, which I'm not a raspberry fan anyway. So I'm not heartbroken Schnazberry. because Google, not Google. Did you get the Google, Schnazberry one? I did not get the Schnazberry. Amazon sells... Uh, bubbly on their website, but you're not able to buy them. I guess in our location, like our area, they won't ship out bubbly. There's like a restriction. Why? Uh, for like carbonated drinks, maybe perhaps. But it's real weird because I think it's an error on the product. I was able to buy a pack of because of the Chicago thing. Like I think up in northern Illinois, I think like Chicago area has like soda tax and soda drink things that are like. But I would pay the, the tax. I, I know. I, I'm just, just maybe it, there's maybe that has won't. some kind of restriction to it huh. too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't know if it was like rural, like we're in rural area. We're the rural. I had a rural <laughs> route when I was growing out, growing up, growing, growing out. out. <laughs> <laughs> rural um, route. But uh, so, uh, so I was able to sneak through the the fences on Amazon. And was able to get a pack with strawberry, pineapple, and watermelon because there's like a group, uh, a group pack or whatever you want to call it, of uh, of bubbly that you can get. And I was able to purchase that, so I got my pineapple and watermelon to try out. I'm not a watermelon flavor in general, watermelon fan in general. And I I don't like the actual fruit watermelon, but I do enjoy the flavors. They have uh, a watermelon like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, I hate they, that. They have watermelon. I'd rather have watermelon fruit that they sell from uh, Tropicana, like in Tropicana. Uh, in a in a bottle. Like like they have like a big plastic. Do they just like squeeze a watermelon? I don't know, but it's fucking delicious. Really, I love it. I'm interested. You um, should be. I don't like watermelon uh, yeah. flavor. Like I hate the Jolly Rancher flavor of it, and I'll eat the fruit if I have to, but I'm not a big fan of it either. But the drink was really good. The bubbly of it was good. The pineapple is spot on. It's really good. I recommend it. Let, let me tell you why bubbly. the watermelon is so good. Tell me. I'm going to give you a little insight here because it doesn't taste like watermelon, probably. <laughs> it probably tastes like carbonated water. No, it's kind of got a hint of watermelon mm, to it. You say that about the other ones, and I've tried <laughs> them all. It tastes like carbonated water. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also have two other new flavors that have came out that... I haven't been able to get my hands on, but I don't really care. They've got a coconut flavor, and I hate coconut, so I'm not really into that. Yeah. And then they've got a no flavor version, which will be your favorite, which mm-hmm. is just like sparkle. It's just sparkling water. I bet it would taste like the watermelon. 
Anyways, so <laughs> I love bubbly, and you won't like it just as much as you Dude, don't. Like I might else. love it. I'm I'm serious. I, I'm here. What what I, I, here's I, what I, I want I'm you to try. I'm so open to trying these things <laughs> for some reason because I feel like it's one of those things. It's just like there's gotta be one out there that I'm gonna enjoy, and I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna drink the shit out of it I once I get so. it. You don't think so? I don't know. I think there's some people it's just not for. But here's what I want you to try. Okay. There's two different things. One, yes. do you go to Kroger and Carbondale ever? Yes. Okay. So every once in a while, they have a Simple Truth, which is the Kroger organic brand. Okay. They have a orange cream sparkling water. Okay. I'm in. I love orange it's cream. It's like vanilla, vanilla yeah. orange kind yeah. of thing. It's awesome. Like dream sickle stuff. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a dream sickle drink. Do you like the Do you like the orange vanilla Coke? Um, Have you tried it? I've tried it. It was okay. I like it pretty good. It was okay, um, but I do, I love like dreamsicle flavor, like yes. the orange vanilla cream. So stuff if you don't like that, then you may not like any of okay. them ever. I will definitely. I will have to remind my, next time I go. I'll probably text you and be like, "What was the thing you told and me if to I, try?" If I get a hold of some because they weren't in stock last time, if I get a hold of some, I'll bring one to you. Cool. And then the other thing we I have recommend to try that like on the episode so people can hear me yeah. go. Oh my god! Or it's it's no, yeah. I'm done. Do you like mango flavor? <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's a brand called Waterloo, okay. and Waterloo makes like they've got like a lime or they've got a lemon, they've got a mango, they've got a watermelon, they've got a blackberry. They got a couple different flavors. They're just now starting to carry them around here. I got them like um, on a coast somewhere because that tends to be where a you coast? find things, like a coast of the country. Uh, that tends to be where you find things sooner, I Maybe guess. Maybe a peninsula. Uh, there might have been a peninsula involved. I don't know. Depends on how crazy the night got. Um, but the mango Waterloo water is uh, is pretty flavorful. Okay. I think it's got a it's got a crisper feel. So if you like Coke, you're a, you like the crispness of Coke, um, but you're looking for a sparkling water. The Waterloo brand might be your go-to. See, I feel um, like it's not necessarily the crispness because I do enjoy, like. I don't know. Anytime I've tried LaCroix or anything like mm-hmm. that, and I've had like three or four different flavors now. Anytime I've tried LaCroix, it's not the crispness factor because that's totally fine. Yeah. It's just the fact that whatever this, it's something, maybe my taste buds are just super fucked up or whatever. But I mean, it's just. It could be they're every, fucked up. <laughs> every time I take a drink of any of it, I don't even get like the subtle hint of any of the flavors. <laughs> I don't know if it, because I've I've watched videos of different people like uh, Game Grumps did one video probably like a year and a half maybe two years ago where they had uh, quite a few different people down there and they did like taste test if like blind taste test of Lacroix oh, yeah. and uh, they had like I think oh to just be able to guess what seven flavor it is? seven different flavors there oh, that's neat. and they had to guess which flavor it was they didn't tell them what seven flavors it was either mm-hmm. so it was just total blind taste test like actually blindfold the people and they had to guess what it was and there were like out of the seven or eight people that were there that were drinking it that were doing the test as mm-hmm. it went through on the video because it's like a 20 minute video but there were like two of those people that were like the regular one i can't tell you like exactly the same as me wow. like they could not even tell you what the flavor was yeah and uh there was a few people that was like they knew fucking off the bat every single Dude, time what, was what exactly what it was like uh have you tried a perrier uh, I've had a Perrier before, but it wasn't a flavored one. It was, oh, it was just, just it was straight just up straight um, up Perrier. This is strawberry. I like strawberry. Cool. Um, they're okay. It's not. It's by far one of my least favorite. Um, strawberry. No, just the Perrier, Perrier as oh. far as a brand. Um, people. Some people love Perrier, but it's probably it's real low on my totem pole. But it's what Walgreens carries, so that's usually what I go to. Anyways, Lacroix. So Lacroix, how's your sex life compared to that? So wow. my favorite Lacroix is Key Lime. 
Uh-huh. I don't know if Key Lime's on this list. Let me read you the flavors, and then we will go over them specifically. Okay. So we have peach pear, apricot, coconut, pure, which is just plain. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have pomplamoose, which is your uh, grapefruit. Yep. Uh, we have lemon. We have passion fruit, tangerine, mango, berry, cran raspberry, key lime. Oh, key lime isn't here. Good. Orange, lime, and the end. So let's go through these flavors. Sure. Hit me up. Do you have a favorite flavor, not just not of LaCroix necessarily, but just a flavor in general that we covered on there? Then we could kind of relate your sex life to that. Uh, I don't know. I, I like peach, but I don't know if I like peach pear together. Do you like pears? Uh, I do, but I don't, I don't know if I like drink like the flavors mixed together. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, if the I peach like kind of takes over on peach pear. So if you yeah, like, right, peach, I then... would probably like that. But what were some of the others? Um, you said was there a ra- uh, blueberry or something in there, there too? Was a berry of some sort. A berry, just berry in general. I probably would like the berry then too. There's a cran raspberry. Also, I, I like cran ras. You want to go cran raspberry? Yeah, sure. I'll okay. say that one then. All right, that's what you're locked into. Okay. All right, so let's go through peach pear. If you are peach pear is your jam, then you're likely into the swinging lifestyle. Okay. Because one flavor just isn't enough to satisfy. I got you. Oh, um, man, I'm fucked then. <laughs> apricot. <laughs> so fans of apricot are definitely into being apricot cheating on their partners. Oh, uh, uh, this is this one of those lists where they just kind of make a pun based off of what it is. Yeah, they're just being stupid. <laughs> this is was, also common. I thought they were going to get like insightful, be like the people that no, typically like this no. fruit. <laughs> uh, this is also commonly known as the apricot hold. Nice <laughs> uh, coconut. Can someone say furry? It takes a special kind of person to appreciate a fruit that has that much hair on it. See, I don't think I like coconut <laughs> drinks as much as I like like coconut cream pie or like coconut flakes and things. Yeah. I don't like coconut at all, so yeah. you keep, you're good. Uh, pure. Uh, so if you want to hop on the LaCroix, LaCroix train, but you really aren't that adventurous, uh, you'll go for pure, which is um, you're into boring sex. Yeah. But that's okay. It's uh, fucking gross. Pomplamoose, which is a great fruit, but you know that a pomplamoose is French for lover of tentacle porn? It is it? I don't know. Oh, maybe that's what I needed to be instead. Uh, lemon. Uh, if you're into lemon, you are into covering yourself with lemon pledge and cleaning the floors of your apartment with your body. Mm. This is slightly hazardous to your health, wish, but you enjoy living on the edge. I wish that was you. <laughs> passion fruit. Lovers of passion fruit are, com- are some of the most adherent of body and mind. You're prone to the most sadistic tendencies and are into torturing your partners via complex Rube Goldberg-style booby traps. Nice. Tangerine, you enjoy being tied up and tortured with good old-fashioned tickling. (laughs) (laughs) Mango. Ah, yes, mango. A true tropical delicacy. What were you? Key lime? Uh, Key lime, yeah. Key lime, okay. You like to do it anywhere near sand. The beach, the Gobi (laughs) Desert, your neighbor's sandbox. You just love the feeling of having sand stuck up your ass crack for weeks. (laughs) Berry. Spoiler. The B in berry stands for bondage. Okay. All right, Cran Raspberry, this is you. That was, right? Oh, okay. I, I don't know why. For a, th- a second, I thought I was B for a minute. Cran Raspberry, you like crayons melted on top of your bare chest. It hurts so good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll try that. Let's Key see what lime. happens. Here we go. This flavor isn't for everyone, but neither is doing it with inflatables. The sexiest place on earth for you <laughs> is pool accessory to aisle you're, at Target. You're, you're, fu- <laughs> you're fucking inflatables. Yes. Uh, orange, you're really into people from Florida. Gross. Um, lime, you're you are into having a bald Unless head dipped in oil. In Florida, I'm sorry. <laughs> lime, you're into having a bald head dipped in oil and rubbed all over your naked body. Sorry, we don't make the rules. Which bald head? <laughs> Didn't say. Just mm-hmm. a bald head. I've I've got one too. <laughs> 
Hey. Hi. We're here. We are. What are we going to do next? Game. Oh, we're going to play a game. Game's next. Yeah, I've got a game for you. And then we're going to do some news. I made it all up. Made well, it up. You want me to read the agenda down to you one more time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you could, please. This is going to be a real distracting episode. <laughs> Intro. <laughs> <laughs> Fun list. <laughs> Bubbly water. Game. Whatever the game is. Okay. And then uh, news. And then what's coming out. And then personals. Okay. Got this. And then outro. So, um, so this game is called I Plot Wrong. Okay. Um, it's a it's a pun on the on the phrase I thought, I thought wrong. wrong. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So they the, did too. The, <laughs> the 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 moral of this game is that I'm going to give you a movie title. Okay. And the only thing besides the movie title that you get is the cover of the movie. So or like the poster. So movie you have poster. a poster for me to see. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. I'm going to give you that, and then you're going to tell me what you think this movie is. Um, and then we're going to find out what it actually is. What if it's something I've seen? If it's something you've seen, you have to be honest. Okay. Um, I haven't it. seen most of these movies either. Do you know? Are you guessing, or is this just me? You've looked them up. Um, I've. I know. I haven't actually looked these up, so I could guess along with you. Okay. Um, and some of these I've. If you want, we can. You can borrow this guy. We can set it on top of the audio box. Oh, just to kickstand it, so you can look at it too. Our, fo- our first movie, our first movie, is a movie called "I Know Who Killed Me," starring Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. The movie cover has a tagline that says, "There are two sides to every crime." Okay. What do we think that this movie is? Lindsay Lohan is a stripper. Okay. In New York City. Okay. She's uh, she's just finishing up a night at work, and. Uh, she is leaving and she's walking out of the back alley and she gets murdered. And this is very uh, Groundhog Day-esque in the sense of, uh, or, or like the Russian doll thing, where she comes back and she's, uh, every time that she's reliving that day leading up to her going to work that evening and everything, is her trying to figure out who her killer is. Like she's solving her own murder yeah, mystery. she's trying to solve her own murder mystery to be able to save herself from dying. So that way she can, you know, inadvertently be like, that guy's going to try or, you know, trying to find herself yeah. some help or whatever. And that's that's what this is leading up to. I like that. Okay. What do you think? I don't know if I can do any better than that. I would just like to add on to this. Okay, go ahead. Because of the... I'm going to look it up while you do it. Because of the tagline to it, there are two sides to every crime that I think that... And kind of based off of the, the two faces of Lindsay Lohan on the cover... I she think that herself? she killed herself. What? That that's the only. I love your version of this, and I think that that's the only thing I would add to it. I like this poster better with just the blue flower with the two yeah, faces in it. The the blood dripping down. Oh, out that's of the cool. Flower kind of a thing. Is there better. like a short summary that we can find, like maybe on IMDb, like in, uh, instead of? I'll try and see. I was trying to think if maybe there's a better way to. Oh, here we go. I got one for you. Okay, here it is. Is that the plot synopsis? This is the plot okay. synopsis. A young woman named Aubrey Fleming falls victim to a sadistic kidnapper. When her ordeal is finally over, Aubrey has a shocking surprise for her family. She claims to be someone else. Some wonder whether Aubrey is mentally ill, intentionally lying, or if there is some bizarre truth to her claim. Hmm. I was way off. Way off. But for people does it take are... place in New York? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I didn't see that. That's... That was just the throwing it out there. Uh, for those interested, it has a Metacritic score of 16. <laughs> Real low on the totem pole. Um, I've always been a, 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 a casual fan of Lindsay Lohan. I think that mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's the boobs, isn't it? And no. No? no I liked her when she was in Parent Trap. She had boobs when then, she too. didn't have boobs. Oh, she didn't? No, she was little. She had a budget of $12 million. It Whoa. only made 3.5. Um, it was takes place in New Salem. Don't ask me where that's at. Uh, that's in uh, Massachusetts. Is it? No, it's not. Oh, I don't okay. know. Um, let's move on to the next one. So this next movie is a little bit more uh, up to date. It's a movie called Murder Mystery. There's a New Salem, Illinois. Oh, really? Not just Salem, but New Salem, Illinois. Really? <laughs> Maybe it was in Illinois. <laughs> That would be funny. So this movie is called Murder Mystery. It stars Adam Sandler and uh, Rachel from Friends. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> um, Jennifer Aniston. And there is a tagline for this movie as well. It's called First Class Problems, Second Class Detectives. Okay. I'm going to go with there. Uh, I... I well, can I? I think I've seen part of a trailer for this because it was a Netflix thing, and we scrolled yeah, past you're it. Right. And part of it played. That's okay. You can still guess. Okay. I'm sure that part know, of a trailer didn't I, tell I, you I, much I, of anything. No, <laughs> I think that they're like, uh, like they've been married for a while. They are trying to find means to spice up their life, and they go on a vacation trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and this vacation trip just so happens to have a murder mystery tour. That's our you know thing theme yeah. thing that's going on on the boat, and they're participating in it. And somebody like full on gets murdered, kind of like clue style yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, that's not really truly. It is a murder mystery, but there was no like we're playing a murder mystery thing in Clue. So it was they were just acting out the game essentially. Uh, yeah, basically that movie's <laughs> fucking great. If nobody's seen the Clue movie, go watch the Clue. Yeah, movie. with Tim, it's really good. Tim Curry, mm-hmm. Madeline Kahn, a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, uh, Christopher Woods in that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mr. Green, uh, and so the a real murder happens, and. Uh, I think they're trying to solve the actual murder. Uh, I don't think they did it. Maybe they're the, like the the ones that actually like solve the murder of what happened. Okay, I like this. Um, I agree. I agree with you on on all parts. Uh, I think that the I definitely agree with the murder mystery dinner aspect of it, and then something definitely happens. Um, they have no experience in solving mysteries but they feel like uh maybe they've got enough clues that where they think that they could solve this thing and like they're on a cruise so it's not like they can call the police and have them come out right away to figure it out uh let's see what we got this one's really brief a new york cop new york there we go <laughs> new york so I, was close. One, I was one off <laughs> and his wife go on a european vacation to reinvigorate the spark oh you nailed that a chance encounter leads them to being framed for a murder of an elderly billionaire, so oh. <laughs> I guess they were they were, they're framed for the murder. Maybe yeah. I guess they're trying to solve it though. Like I like I said to try and because he's a New York copy like to try and clear their name. Yeah, maybe he's doing his detective thing or whatever to try and do so it. So we got uh, maybe half. I'd say we got close to fifty percent of that plot like right. Metacritic score of thirty eight. <laughs> we're batting a thousand. Everything's gonna be lower than fifty on these. Well, I mean, we can't uh, we can't uh, we can't go for movies that we've all seen. Well, yeah, no. and we've all, we only watch great movies. I'm sure a lot of people. Have, do we? <laughs> I wonder what clues. <laughs> peanut butter party looks gonna, like it's going to be a great one. <laughs> peanut butter party still. <laughs> hey, um, so how about a movie called Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers? Have you seen this? Yes, movie? I've oh, seen okay. that movie. Me too. Um, <laughs> can you guess what the, the the whole scheme of that movie is going to be about? A cat in the hat. Yeah, the, the, based off of the novel, the He's cat in the hat. The novel. <laughs> I don't think it qualifies as a novel. <laughs> based, based on the novella. <laughs> um, 
the uh, final movie for this game is going to be a movie called Then You Came. What? No. Yeah, okay, Then You can Came. Can I see the poster then? Hold on. Maybe make sure that it's not Then Came You. Because uh, <laughs> that might be a whole different I don't want to type it in because it might give me the... Uh, <laughs> might give you a, your yeah, safe a search warning might game off. No, no, no. It, just meant it might give me a little bit of a, oh, yeah, you're, a brief synapsis. You might be right there. A tittle bit of a snips. Um, No, I think this is right. It's then came you. Um, I just, I guess, I just thought it was better with uh, then you came. <laughs> can I see the poster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, there is our poster. So we got Asa Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield. Yeah, he was actually at one point in time uh, in Williams. the running for uh, for Spider Man. He was gonna be. He was up against yeah, Tom uh, Holland. Against Tom Holland. Yeah. Cool. I like Macy Williams. She's uh, Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, okay. Well, this is a movie right up your alley, then. Ken Jeong's in it. Yeah. I bet he plays an attractive doctor. Uh, <laughs> this is a movie about a love triangle with the three people that are on the cover. So you think that it's it's kind of it's a kind of a maybe a bisexual uh, love story kind no, of thing? No, I think that may, I don't, I think uh, Buttfield's uh, whoever this the girl male is, lead we'll call the him. male lead, and then the second female lead that uh-huh. is not Maisie Williams. I'm gonna say it's Nina. Okay. Uh, he and Nina have uh, a budding relationship as friends. Okay. Uh, not like friends with benefits. They're just like really close yeah. friends. She wants more. He doesn't notice her as much. He's a, he's then, a he's a young boy that doesn't notice girls. Mm-hmm. Maisie Williams looks like a fun teenager here. Maybe she's got she's, purple hair. She's stepping in and he's noticing her. Like oh my god, she's so beautiful and creative. She's and, got and bangs. And uh, she sure does. And purple purple streaks in those bangs. Yeah. Um, so the other girl starts kind of getting slightly jealous about everything, and then. Uh, it kind of comes to a head where uh, she realizes uh, the other girl likes him, and she maybe tries to help her fall in love with Asa Butterfield's character. Okay, like like it's kind of like a like a like a twisty twist. Like she he finally notices the the girl that's been his friend all along is actually like, oh my god, I should be in love with her. So the the new the new hot thing. After he had his like kind of interest in her, made him realize how much he loved his friend mm-hmm. that's been there the whole time. Yes, that's a sweet story. I like your version. Here's mine: the Maisie Williams and Aza Butterfield are brother and sister. Okay, because they look a lot alike, and they're both facing the same direction on this movie poster. <laughs> <laughs> and the other girl really wants to be their sister, um, <laughs> but they won't let her. <laughs> They won't let her <laughs> because uh, she doesn't look the same direction on the poster, and so she's out of the thing, and it causes a lot of turmoil between the brother and sister mm-hmm. uh, because they really get faced with the and choice. And that's of, where Ken Jong comes into play. And he comes; he's Doctor Ken. He's a ma- matchmaker, and he's a uh, he's a psychologist, and mm-hmm. so psychology and uh, matchmaking. I don't think that this is a love story as much as it is. It could be. It could be like one of those sweet um, taboo porns. I think it's one of those things where you siblings appreciate each other, and similar to your your plot line of how. The don't you dare talk about my plot. Line. I, I will. I'm going to steal your plot line just a little bit. And that the one girl makes the boy appreciate the other girl a little bit more in that these siblings become closer because they're faced with a weird um, third party that's trying to pretend to be their sibling. And really, it's not. 
I think we're really close. Okay. A terminally ill teenager <laughs> and a 19-year-old hypochondriac help each other achieve their dreams and face their fears. That doesn't tell me anything. It doesn't this tell me anything bad either. plot. Uh, then came you. IMDB. Maybe there's a, a shorter but longer a hypochondriac still. working nope, as an word. airport baggage oh. handler is forced to confront his fears when a British teenager, who is probably Maisie Williams, yeah, that makes sense, will with a terminal illness enlists him to help her carry out an eccentric bucket list. I guess maybe she's the other one's like the third wheel, like just a friend kind or of maybe, thing, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I I like that storyline. It's yeah. almost as good as yours. Forty-four. We we're got, we 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 peaked. We got that's at the right. end. We got we didn't get to fifty, but <laughs> we're getting close. Hey, see where Cat in the Hat was, just in case, because that one was on the list. To be fair, <laughs> you really thought I didn't see the Cat no, in the Hat movie? I was being stupid. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, Spencer Breslin. <laughs> oh my! I made the the thingy go crazy. Where Where's was it at? Nineteen. Oh. Oh boy. Went down. Let's stick with forty-four. We were good there. Not a lot of people like this movie. All right. That's Alec Baldwin was in it. That's my new game. Remember that? Did you like it? I did like that. I liked it a lot. I think uh, I think that would be fun if we did that with a with a Facebook. Yeah, and we could show it. Do Facebook like, Look at this movie poster. You could do that, or I, you know, I could save the posters ahead of time and not like show it on my phone. Like I do it for you next time. Like yeah. I'll find the posters of the movies and then I could save them and we could pull it up and yeah, people absolutely. See it that way. Upcoming releases. Upcoming releases. We got some. We do? Um, so there's a couple of things that are going to be dropping this week. We've got a new album, uh, one that I'm kind of excited about. Scott uh, it's uh <laughs> No. It's the Some 40 Fun. Uh, some some 40 Fun. <laughs> <laughs> some 41's new album, Order and Decline. We've talked about it on the show a couple of times. Um, that's releasing this week. Um, mm. That's all of the kind of uh, familiar, I guess, um, releases as far as music goes. As far as movies go, we are actually getting our uh, The Lion King uh, redo. Uh, on can on, you feel uh, the love tonight? That's right. I don't know. I'm curious to see how much uh, music we get going on in here because did I'm, you hear the duet in the tra- in the teaser trailer? Was that that was the Beyonce, Beyonce and, and, and Childish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty cool. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. I uh, they have they have really she, good harmony. Is she playing uh, Nala. Nina Nala? Yeah. Nina. She's Nina. I forgot about I'm that. I'm Nina. <laughs> <laughs> so they what are they singing in the trailer? Can you feel the love tonight? Oh yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's it's the most recent like 30 second TV trailer spot and it's just nice. like the first 15 seconds is just them doing like the first two lines of it and then it has just a little bit of other action and stuff in the trailer like normal but that's the song I guess they have a lot of uh a lot of like, because I mean, in the movie, that wasn't sung by any of the characters. That was actually no. just Elton John's song whenever they're in love. But I, I don't know if they're going to do, I think they just redid it as a yeah. duet, and it'll play out probably the same way as it did in the cartoon. Yeah. Where they're still like, you know, kind of running with each other. Yeah, kind of growing up kind yeah. of a thing. So I, I think that'll be probably that was... how it happened, but we just have those characters' voices just doing the duet together in the background. Definitely. It's really pretty, though. What other what other songs are in there, Brasenda? Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata, yeah. Uh, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Oh, yeah. I, I just that. can't wait That's a good song. to be king. Uh, I can't remember off Is the top there, of my head. Uh, there's one. Scar like, sings one, right? Yeah, like, there's uh, one that uh, the hyenas like, sing, too. I can't think uh, of it. Like poor unfortunate souls, but for Scar instead of for <laughs> Ursula. Like, it's kind of the same thing. He just sings it, but with his poor deep unfortunate souls. Speaking of uh, Little Mermaid, while you're looking that yeah, up. He is like... 
He's the male equivalent of Ursula. He is. Like, it, it just to a T. Like, almost. if they could have, like, interspecies erotica, like, they <laughs> would I'm work together. Almost positive that exists somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, while you're looking that up, we do have some rumored casting, and not even rumored, like, they're in talks for uh, specific roles for a Little Mermaid uh, live action. Mm-hmm. They've been talking is, about that for a while. Yeah, so Melissa McCarthy's in talks to be Ursula, potentially. That would be a cool cast. So, And I think she's pretty excited about it. She's been pretty vocal about that. Circle uh, of Life is the one oh, you said. Oh, Circle that's of that, Life, that's the, that's, yeah. That is that song. The, uh, that's the Circle of Life. That's how it starts. Is it really? Yeah. That's the same song? It's the Circle of Life. Oh, yeah, you're right. Be prepared. That's, remember that. That's the Scar song. Oh, yeah. Jeremy that's Irons his Poor Unfortunate Scar. Souls. Yep. Hakuna Matata, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, yeah. This Land is just instrumental. It's Hans a, yeah. Zimmerman did the music for Yeah, that? I believe that. Wow. That can, he's been around for a minute, then. He, he, always think of, every time I think of Hans Zimmerman now, it's always every Christopher, or Christopher Nolan movie. He's, yeah. Because he does like all the Batman, and uh, he did Interstellar, and what's the other one? With the top. Uh, I can't think of right now. Interstellar. No. Inception. Inception. It was another eye. Yeah. He did uh, Transformers. Some French uh, songs here. He did do Transformers. Let's be I think that we hit pretty much every one. It's like okay. redone. Those redone are all the singles. Versions. Yeah, those were the those are the singles off the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> those ones. Those are the hits. Yeah, those are the hits. The hits. Everybody knows. So I'm assuming we'll probably hear yeah. those five songs at some point in time. Yeah, hopefully, or at least in some sort of iteration of it. Yeah. So other casting on the Little Mermaid that we've got kind of talking about is that who is Jacob? Did we jump from the releases to the news already? I just kind of move it around. I'm doing okay. my own thing. I'm sorry. I'm doing my own thing. I'm not trying to interrupt. I was just, I was like, did we did don't I you, miss a bunch? Did I gap? Don't you try to keep <laughs> me on task. Don't you dare try to keep me on task. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Aquafina, who mm-hmm. is in the new Jumanji. We just talked about that. Yes. Uh, she is potentially tapped to play Scuttle, uh, which would be fun. I think that would work. She's kind of, uh, Scuttle's the, the uh, seagull. Scrab. Yeah. Scuttle's the seagull. The, the seagull. seagull. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, he's, he's like, "Say, what's going on here?" He and doesn't. She would like play that. that. Yeah, is she going to do that voice? No, I don't think so. I think she'll play herself. Kind of weird kind of a thing. Aquafina is. Uh, I have a, a liking to Aquafina. She was in uh, Ocean's Eight, right? Too? Yes, she was yeah. in Ocean Eight. Yeah, uh, she is kind of. Uh, she was in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, mm-hmm. She's I never kind of a loudmouth, uh, just kind of goofy, kind of off the wall a little bit. Um, and I like her, so I think that Scuttle is probably a good casting for her, if that's actually true. Um, and then Jacob Tremblay, I don't know this guy, uh, but he's uh, says he's from Room and The Predator. Uh, okay. And he is potentially uh, for Flounder, is who he would play in that, so... Those are the only three we have so far. Um, so this this doesn't look like this is actually on no, IMDb yet. This is been all just basically, in. yeah, okay. It's, I'm just it's sure. all speculation with, I think, some discussions of contract. Oh, she's nothing. in every episode of the Age of Resistance. Aquafina. Uh, Aquafina is cool. Yeah. Awesome. She plays the collector, the collector on the Dark Crystal Good series. Deal. I'm excited for cool. that, too. Um, and then, of course, Zendaya has been kind of thrown around as a potential liking for uh, Ariel in that. So, who? Zendaya. You know who Zendaya is? I don't think so. She's I mean, MJ from the uh, new Spider-Mans. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. I don't, I don't, I don't remember her name, name. Which, that could make sense. 
Zendaya was at the premiere of Far From Home with red hair, and everybody thought that it was a nod to Mary Jane. But what if she is in getting ready to prepare for a role? Yeah, for, for Ariel. That'd be cool. What if that's what it is? And that was just a whole throw off that she was at the Spider Man Far From Home premiere with it. Is it just one word? Zendaya? Yeah. What's her What's her full name? She doesn't have one. You're she a has liar. A, she has a one name. Zendaya means to give thanks in the language of Shona. Yeah. What else do you want to say? I just thought maybe she would have another name. She's really pretty. Madonna only has one. She, she has a full name. <laughs> I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Don't ask me. But she has a <laughs> full name. Don't you dare ask Prince me. Prince had a full name. <laughs> what was the Prince's full name? I'll look it up after I'm Please done Please do. Yeah, no, I'm you look up. At, I'm looking at NJ pictures. You try She's to really find, pretty at that premiere. She is that's pretty. not really red. That's not at though. that. That's different. That's at the Homecoming oh, premiere. I see, see it, it says Homecoming. homecoming. Yeah, she was a Disney kid. Um, but I can tell I never watched uh, Shake It Up. You never watched Shake It Up? No. Oh, my I mean, goodness. Yeah, you got to look up Zendaya with red hair. Everybody look I it up. I will say that I've, as far as kids shows, even from the 90s and stuff, I never watched a lot of Disney growing up as like. You didn't watch like Boy Meets World? I watched Boy Meets World. What about Brotherly Love? No. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> That's with the Lawrence brothers. I don't know what that is. That's with uh, Matthew and Joey and uh, I can't remember the uh, Andy. Never watched it. Oh, Brotherly Love's good. Spring okay. of the Teenage Witch. Uh, watched, I never watched it regularly, but I did see it before. Yeah, was two guys a girl in a pizza place a Disney show? I don't think so. That was a TGIF <laughs> yeah, movie. That, 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 show that was an it. ABC. That was a. It was like yeah, it was an ABC yeah. Friday night. Yeah, you're right. Um, that was a good show though. Two guys a girl in a pizza place. Oh shit, she's gonna be in the new Dune. That's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Somebody else that you looked up was gonna be in the new Dune. I can't remember. Uh, who probably. Was. Uh, there's gonna be a few people. In everybody. The new Dune. Everybody gonna be in that Dune movie. Still in Skarsgård. Yeah, Jason I like Momoa. No, nope, it wasn't him. Dave Bautista. That's Bautista, who it was. Yep. That's There's who a lot was. of people in this. It's like Oscar Isaac, like Javier whole, Bardem. A whole movie. That comes uh, uh, next year, I think. Yeah, November already? next year. Holy cow. They haven't even started filming or anything. I guess uh, they're getting all their cast uh, together. Um, they're getting all them cats together. It is filming. Currently filming. Currently filming. Yep. Right on. Good deal. Awesome. Um, and then let's. I'm gonna bounce back to a couple of new releases for comics. So uh, last week uh, we forgot to mention it, but Second Coming uh, came out, which is the book we've been talking about that Vertigo was gonna release and backed out on uh, because they're a bunch of losers and that's why they're closing. <laughs> Um, but Second Coming is the uh, story of the Superman-type character teaming up with Jesus Christ to uh, battle the bad guys. Mm -hmm. What else do you need to know? Ahoy Comics had the balls to put it out, or the the vulvas, or whatever is the proper term. Balls is like men have balls, yeah. but like what's like the tits? The no, no, you got to find something stronger than that. Balls aren't very strong. I don't even know Overeast. why balls. I agree with Betty White when she's like, I don't know why balls. It's everybody's talking about how like you gotta have balls to do something. Ovaries. You gotta have vaginas to do that because vaginas are tough. Yeah. So I agree with Betty White. I mean, who would disagree with Betty White? Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. <laughs> you know, I just noticed that Google is uh, their logo is gay pride every. Every day. Well, it's Gay Pride Month. Uh, not anymore. It's July. That's not Gay Pride. That's red, yellow, blue, and green. That's most of the rainbow. <laughs> Fair. You got me there. You got me there. I don't... I, I can't... Don't ruin my thing. I'm trying to help Google out. Maybe they'll toss a free Pixel 4 our way when they come out. 
You just admitted to just trying to sweet talk them into free shit. Hey, they don't have to. Hey. I love Google regardless. Right, Google? I do, too. <laughs> I do. I do, I do. Um, so then this week in comics, American Gods, the moment of the storm number four comes out. This is the final kind of wrap-up of the American Gods ad- uh, comic adaptation. I'm, I believe this is a nine-part, just like the other ones have been. So uh, keep that going if you're into that. Uh, Blade Runner 2019 comes out this week, issue number one. So if you are into that. Did we decide that 2019 is when Blade Runner 1 takes place? Yes. So this is... Um, this kind could of still technically be a prequel. I mean, it could, could have happened yeah. before the events, or it could have happened directly after what leads yes. up to 2049. And then also, uh, just a brief mention that Collapser number one, which is the new Mikey Way book. So Mikey Way, Gerard Way's brother, oh. is writing a comic book on Gerard Way's young animal imprint. Now, and is, he, is Mikey in Mikey McRomance? Yeah, he's drummer. Okay. Yeah, I thought he had his brother was in there, but I didn't know what he did. Yes. Okay. Uh, So Mikey's doing the writing. I think he's sharing writing credit on this book, but Collapser number one comes out. Um, It's just another kind of resurgence of the young animal imprint. Uh, Gerard's got a new book. I think they've got a couple of different things that they're trying to do. Anything that was young animals. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I want to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think they've got some stuff on Comics Unlimited. (laughs) ah man that's a good that's a good word (laughs) you might know what i meant by that i do know exactly what you meant by that comics Uh, and limogy (laughs) and then i another brief mention and then we'll move off of new releases lady mechanica number two of the sangere uh line uh storyline is coming out so we don't really give a lot of props to lady mechanica at all but lady mechanica is uh a story that has started... Uh, I think like issue zero was a free comic book day a few years back. Yes. So, I, so re- I have it. Joe, Joe Benitez, who is a really... I think he's a really good artist. Uh, he writes and draws Lady Mechanica. He started it, gosh, I would probably say six years ago or so, if I were to guess, is mm-hmm. when he started Lady Mechanica. And it was a real kind of sparse book. It came out... Maybe every couple of months you got an issue of it, but it was a really cool like steampunk uh, kind of thing. Lady Mechanica was this robotic woman, and uh, and it's kind of set up in a uh, uh, what's his name who solves Sherlock Holmes kind of a thing. Uh, reminds me of because it's kind of set in that same kind of time frame. August twenty ten debut. 2010? Debut. So yeah. nine years ago. Holy yeah. shit! Uh, and I read it. I read it through. I think the first. Probably four or five storylines, and then I kind of dropped off. Um, but the whole thing is really cool um, visually. It's, it just tends to be a wordy book, so if you like books with a lot of words um, and you don't want to read a novel... If you like <laughs> books with a lot of words... <laughs> then Lady Mechanica might be something for you. Uh, so yeah. issue two Super of the... Super steampunky. I love it. Yeah. it's, it's Art's great. Like I said, it's just a, there's a lot of words. If there was an audiobook version of it, um, I might be more into it. But I, I ended up dropping uh, off. Dude, how is that not something... We need to develop that as an app, an audiobook version for comic books, but just like that, turn the page for you, like the end yeah. of everything, like when you follow along... Yeah, it just reads it for you in like character voices, like <laughs> have actual like character actors. You know, have like the cast from Metal Gear Solid voice like the Metal Gear Solid do Volume One thing, and then you just like have like somebody be like Colonel Campbell. You I'll know, do it and do that, like and just have like the turn the page thing. Yeah, let's pick a series and let's do it. 
<laughs> just release that on on our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> have people follow. We can along do it on. It. We can start our. That can be our first exclusive for Patreons. We're gonna have a Patreon. Why not? Oh sure, why not? <laughs> nobody, nobody subscribes. We just still do it regardless. Yeah, I mean, if we got paid a couple of bucks to do it, that's more than we were getting paid to not do it. Oh, uh, dude, if somebody gave us a dollar a month, just one. That's all I need. Yeah, it's just it's uh it's just being, um, what's that word? Being. Validated. Actually, I technically I think we technically have a Patreon. We just don't have anything set up on it. Do we really? Because I made one for me. And I made my profile all set up as IFNZ instead. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, so that's kind of the upcoming releases for this week. Um, I've got a couple news topics um, that I'm going to check out that we haven't already dove into with the Little Mermaid and all that good stuff. Um, so to continue our, our DC uh, talk and Vertigo and all that jazz, there is another book that didn't that was announced... When they were going through and they were releasing the new Vertigo titles back in about a year ago, let's say. Like I said, here's the books we're looking at. Um, Border Town was one of those. Second Coming, American Carnage. Yeah. Um, all of those were in that kind of realm, that class of books. Another book was called Safe Sex. Okay. And it was kind of geared towards, uh, they knew that it was going to be more of an LGBT-friendly book. Um, something that they were kind of looking toward. Um, it didn't make it past that announcement or that kind of development stage, that book. And it's actually getting moved to Image, and we're going to see the light of the d- light of day for safe sex um, coming very shortly. I believe that it is... Let's see. When is this actually going to release? Uh, I don't have a release date for it yet. This episode... Oh, you meant the actual... I thought you meant <laughs> no, this episode. No, the release of this. Uh, but it's going to be coming out on Image... Uh, September is when it's going to be releasing. So Safe Sex, which has been rebranded as FS, no, sorry, SFSX, uh, which I've seen that before. I just didn't realize that that was maybe an abbreviation for Safe Sex. Um, but it will be uh, releasing just like Second Coming moved to Ahoy Comics and is releasing this week. We're going to get Safe Sex in September, and I'm super pumped for it. I think it'll be a, a good thing. And kind of brings me more towards what we were talking about last week with is image really the reason why there's not going to be a vertigo is that all of the titles that would have survived and been great vertigo titles are what image is kind of procuring now and what they're actually making. So it it might be why and not that that's a bad thing at all. And I think Image maybe is a better home for some of those titles. Yeah. I just miss the idea that things can cross over into the DC universe like Vertigo has given us over the yeah. years. Um, Definitely. So I like that. I like um, you. <laughs> thanks. Um, so we are getting uh, the re-release of Avengers Endgame. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, coming at the end of July. Um, I don't know what they were. I think it's 26, 27, saw, uh, something like that. The teaser poster but, yeah. for it. The, and there's a TV the, spot for it glove. now. Uh, was the the Hulk glove? I oh think yeah, it was on it. It was like it looked like it was the actual hand drawn, like comic style. Oh nice! And it said like thanks for something on the top of it or whatever. I'll have to try and find it so I can show you. So there's there's as you had talked about before, there's going to be exclusive content that's going to be on there. Uh, they're going to be providing a bunch of different things in there. But I I've heard talk that it's actually not going to be finished, fully finished additional scenes added to it. That they're not gonna, I guess maybe finish the CGI connected to it. Um, have you heard any ramblings of that at all? Mm-mm. So I don't that's know. That's the bottom half of it. But oh, it's that's the, cool. The 
the Hulk gauntlet that is on the cover of it like that. Nice. There's that's the I like the art style of it though. There yeah. it is. We love you three thousands what it says. That's cool. Yeah. Um, which I wonder if that image indicates what their what the frustration is that's being voiced in the public. That kind of lends you to storyboards and drafts of things and unfinished yeah. just in that image. So is it the potential that this re-release we're going to see has is going to be unfinished CGI or storyboards with voice acting and stuff like that attached to it? Do you think like is that I it's think unprecedented? Way, I it's think, never been done. I, it's never been done, but I think that that would still win to an audience that would want to come and see it one way or another. It's like getting your version of like your deleted scenes on your DVD commentary yeah. kind of a thing without having to wait for a Blu-ray to come out months yeah, from now. That's fair. Kind of a thing. I think people are. People are hangry enough for more Avengers property stuff that they'll probably eat that up. Especially for if this is the first time that they've done anything like that in theaters. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, in, to a certain it extent, it is unprecedented I mean, in that it, way. It's, for it sure. is weird, but I mean, I mean, that might be something that would attract some people. Yeah, like I, I was going to say, I guess technically this could be Tony's. I mean, it, it doesn't. That's it fair. looks like it's bigger to me, but I mean, it could be Tony's. It, yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's on the red, so it could definitely yeah. be the. Um, we got an announcement that we are getting a Final Fantasy fourteen TV series. Yeah, that's weird. That's the MMO one. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I've never played it, and I, I'm, most MMOs have a baser storyline. I mean, they made, or not, they didn't make a WoW movie. They made the World War, or they made a Warcraft movie based off of the Warcraft game. Yes, like yeah. Like the, the original RTS one, but they've never, I don't know if they've ever made one based off of a, an MMO. Yeah, I don't That know. I can think of, but... but I mean, yeah, it all has a baser story that it follows regardless. It's just you're experiencing it with dozens and dozens of other people more than likely. And I guess with it being that, though, it maybe lends to a TV series better because it does have an ongoing uh, kind of story structure that yeah. you could build as they, through. As they have the expansion passes yeah. and stuff like that that come out, that it would have that kind of a thing with yeah. it. So it may play into it. Uh, Sony's developing it, Sony TV division. Um, I don't believe it has a home yet. I think Sony has their own stuff that they're going to start doing too. No. I'm pretty sure. Like I a, their own I hub of things. I don't like that. Because they had their own, that uh, that Powers TV show too. That was uh, exclusive That was on to, Stars. No, it was on, uh, they had their own thing. Powers like with, uh, with 50 Cent? No, not him. Different powers. Yeah, it's it's a superhero show. Kind of oh, like, I thought like that's what that was. In a way, like these people. Are you sure there. that's not on Stars? I'm positive. Because I saw a maybe big it's not billboard in I'll... New York City, and I felt like it said Stars on it. Okay. This is a long time ago, though. Yeah, this this show came out a long time ago. Okay. I'm gonna look it up. But uh, it it looks like they're they're gonna do something with it. I don't know. Final Fantasy TV show seems cool though. Um, powers. I don't I don't know why they why they wouldn't do something with Final Fantasy. They're doing something with everything else, so why not? Why yeah, original the hell? Network. It might have branched over to Stars. Maybe they bought it or it something. It doesn't say it, but I mean, original Wait, hold network on. goes on PS. Scroll up. Not to be confused with Power TV series. What's okay. that? That might be what's Click on, on Stars that. then. That's it. That's on Stars? Yeah. That's <laughs> that's Power is on yeah, Stars. So Powers, Powers is what was on the PSN. Uh, it had two seasons okay. and 20 episodes, but... I mean, they they have been planning on, and they've been talking about Sony having their own streaming thing. So Ick. a lot of their I hate that. movies and shows and original stuff that they have would all have a home. So you could go to one place and watch Powers. You could watch Venom and all that shit being all under one umbrella kind of a thing. Gotcha. 
Power that makes sense because there was a long time ago. I remember whenever that came out. I remember specifically thinking there's a show called Powers and I want to watch it, and mm-hmm. I could it's never very, find it. But it's I could very find Heroes esque, and I think still you can go on the PS4 and find it, and you can find it because they have the first without getting any kind of paying for the episodes or any kind of subscription service or anything like that. You can watch the first, I think, two or three episodes of the first oh, season for gotcha. free. I, I remember trying to find it and finding power with uh, 50 Cent in it. And I was like, this is not what I signed up for. This is not the show that I wanted to watch. Um, another, A couple quick things I'm going to throw at you. Deadly Class is officially dead. Um, nobody's going to be picking that up for anything, unfortunately. So the short-lived uh, sci-fi uh, comic book adaptation to TV series Deadly Class is dead in the water. Um, Halloween 2 is reportedly shooting this fall for a 2020 release date with Jamie Lee Curtis signed on already. As a Halloween 2. as They're calling it Halloween 2, which makes no sense since Halloween was Halloween 2 to the Halloween 1. Yeah. That's... So now Halloween 2 is going to be... I wonder if they'll give it... If it actually will be Halloween 2 or if they'll give it some kind of a subtitle. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I hope because I don't... He I... seemed super dead. Did he? I mean, he always does. I mean, every, every every iteration. That's how it's happened. He's been burned before, though. I mean, like in mm-hmm. one in movies, technically to this movie that is not canon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the end of H two O. Maybe I think he's like there. There's like a small shed or something like that. That and he's like trapped inside and he's burnt and like it's uh, you don't see that's how the movie ends. It's just the shed burning and stuff. Wow. So I, I, he's been burned before. Yeah, and lived through things. So yeah. I'm gonna say he could he could probably live through that. He, he will always come back. He's the boogeyman. He is the boogeyman. Um, NBC Universal. So NBC Universal is putting together an an app as well. They're, <gasps> Thirty Rock. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure Thirty Rock will be on there. They are paying five hundred million dollars to pull the office from Netflix. It's already happened. Yes. Like it's uh, it's already uh, off. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's just an agreement. The day it, it's uh summer of 2021. And that is just to break early contract. That's not even to like mm-hmm. just buy the rights. Like that is their like we're going to break early contract with Netflix. That's yeah. how much this is worth to us. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine that office is worth 500 Dude, million dollars. So many fucking people on social media everywhere were so upset when this got announced. Because everybody just fucking binges that show constantly. They just like rewatch it over and over again, just like Friends used to be, like a long time That's ago. Wild. People just fucking binge that. They still binge it. It's on Netflix still. Yeah, I watch Friends but, every once in a while. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's this is like the most over. This is the most streamed show. That's wild. on out of anything, and I get that people are upset, but literally, it is two years away. Yeah, that this is getting pulled. You could watch it nine more times. Or more. <laughs> Literally, it's two years, two full years away, and it's not going away indefinitely. It's going to be available on another. Just app. moving to another one, or you yeah. could just buy them. Yeah, or yeah, you could just buy them for how much you love it. Why don't you just buy it straight up and then not pay for Netflix mm-hmm. for the next two years? Just go on whatever your preferred, just, like yeah, Google, Google, or Google, Google, yeah, Google yeah. or whatever, and buy them. But <laughs> why would you want to buy it if you already subscribed to Netflix and you stream it? It's weird. It's not. I think people that love it, binging shows. I do that shit with fucking Always Sunny on uh, yeah. on Hulu all the time. It, they're on there, whatever yeah. episodes are up there. I'll just turn on a fucking season and leave it on the background while I'm doing stuff because I love yeah. that show so much. Hmm. I don't have anything I love that much. I guess I used to be that way with shows at night, like whenever I was still uh, 
like on my own over my, or not on my own, but living at mom's house before I moved oh in with Mandy. But whenever I would go to sleep, I would turn on something and just let that play in the background while I'm going to sleep. It's yeah, my, I get like that. my sleepy time thing. Yeah. Uh, used to be like, I would throw on like an old season of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like the old 80s Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, space balls, shit like that. I would just throw on while I was going to sleep, wake up to a, a fucking DVD menu, just going, teenage me, and then uh-huh. looping. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't find, and especially right now while I'm in kind of this mode of trying to decompress from just screens as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I, it, I find it hard, but I'm not, I don't binge much either. Um, I'm really trying to cut off my TV time a little bit. Just, um, I find myself a slave to the TV, and I, I just yeah. I want to I want to do something different than that. But before that, even and not to just kind of to preach that, but uh, no, it's a good thing to preach. I really I feel like me my, myself included, and and everybody should give themselves to give a chance. I find that, and I, this is kind of weird and off topic to talk about. I'm do not it. really I don't really think I'm like depressed. Yeah, but I do find that I have quite a bit of like anxiety from time to time because I feel like I worry about a lot of shit. If we're gonna have enough money to do this this yeah. week, are we gonna have enough money to buy the groceries and shit like that? And I just have a lot of anxiety correlated. You know, is Betty gonna be okay? You know, yeah. she could fall off the bed again and something really bad happen. <laughs> just fucking a lot yeah. of shit that just leads to anxiety that I have. And I've started to come to terms with it and trying to find means to just kind of cope with it with myself apart from going and seeking help further, you know, from like a psychiatrist to get medicine or anything like that. Sure. Yeah. But, um, I feel like a lot of it or a big chunk of it is whenever I'm here at the house or if I'm at work, you know, obviously from work, there's a lot of times where I'm missing out or seeing things on social media about people going outside and doing a lot of different things. And, me going outside and taking Betty for a walk like I did earlier today or just being active out in the yard, not even doing it. I could just walk around the fucking yard a couple yeah. of times. Just being outside and being able to breathe in fresh air, seeing the sun and having the sun hit me, mm-hmm. it does so much for your fucking mind. It does. It is insane. Absolutely. And being buried in a screen or playing a game for hours on end and not doing that can really fuck up, you know, fuck you yeah. mentally. Especially for like 40 hours of the day, I'm in a plant that has zero windows yeah i can't see anything other than my machine or people around me yeah and it sucks because especially on saturdays and sundays those hit me the hardest because i'm it's 12 hour shifts i go in when it's i'm just seeing the sunlight for like 30 minutes and then i'm i'm done with my 12 hour shift and it's fucking almost midnight yeah and then i'm driving home to go to sleep and wake up and do the exact same thing the next day yeah and it fucking sucks like not leaving leaving the plant and being like all right well no more sun for me yeah, sorry about the day but uh yeah, yeah. it's way off tangent but yeah sun is I, good. I, no, I, I cannot stress enough how good it is to unveg off a screen and actually go out and experience life yeah and do things i mean I, you don't have to fucking walk around. Like you can get in your car, go to a fucking antique shop, go mm-hmm. to a flea market, you know, go to the fucking store. Or go find just, bubblies yeah, anywhere. Just go, go on a just bubbly go search. explore the world and, and enjoy life because yeah. it's not all media. I know that's what we talk about and this is, <laughs> this is hurting the brand. I like but, I mean, to a certain extent. Kill the brand. Yeah, we'll kill the brand and just talk about talk about the sun more. I like it. <laughs> the sun is good. I have, I can get like a nine second sun stare going on. So I like, know I, you do that. That's weird. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree completely with what you're saying. And even, you know, I find what I've been also doing is like when I get home, not sitting down, like I don't like, I don't hit the couch immediately. Um, I try to just do some things around the house, whether it be just like clean up dishes, uh, start a load of laundry, Uh, whatever and, you know it's not a bunch of stuff it's not gonna make it a world of difference at any point in time it's good to give your mind busy work to make yourself not want to focus on those things that too couch first yeah i find that being something i've definitely tried to practice on yeah and i need to get better at it i mean i know i do need to i for sure need to get Just better mindfulness, at it and that's but what I'm, at. I'm i'm trying to keep it in in the back of my head like hey you should just go take Betty for a walk. I mean, obviously it's hot outside and stuff and she's not supposed to be out on it for too long, but a 10 to 15 minute walk does the entire day's worth of good for me in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I take my kid out for a walk too. Take Gertie out on the stroller. Take the girds. Yeah. She has a stroller. Yeah. A little kitty stroller. Kitty stroller. Does it have like the, the bubble where you put her in? Yeah, it's got like a little mesh. That's awesome. It's, I mean, it's, it looks like a kid stroller, but then it just has yeah, like a mesh. We, wall. we talked about getting that for I think Sherlock a long time ago because we saw ones that was like the it's mesh on the sides and on the back and stuff, so you got the air and stuff coming in. But the front is like a big bubbly. Oh yeah, area, like a kind of big glass. You know, like whenever you were at McDonald's in the Playland and yeah. you could look at the plastic it's window, like plastic it's like that. There. Yeah, like past bubble window, <laughs> and that way they could just kind of lay down in the lounge and like see and take in everything too. Yeah, that's that what big she does. Window. Yeah. yeah. She just kind of lays down, but it's all—it's just a mesh, like mesh yeah. front kind of side thing. But yeah, it's—it's it's cool. She digs it. I, I dig, dig it. it. I dig um, you. We got some food news. <laughs> food news. Yeah, food news. <laughs> uh, so Wendy's is bringing back their spicy chicken nuggets. Oh yeah, uh, August something. Is it? Uh, yeah, I, I seen. I'm, I seen it on social media. I'm proud. There's of you a lot of uh, there's a lot of funny pictures on people on Twitter of them taking pictures of themselves holding Wendy's bags and then. Uh, I saw this one. This uh, this black guy had the Wendy's bags, and he was like, had it up to his mouth, kissing it, like. Mwah. And then uh, the, he uh, he cropped in really badly a, a thing of like a box of the fucking spicy chicken nuggets nice. in his hands, like with like a sun behind him. Yes, and <laughs> just went out and did a bunch of like weird cropped in Photoshop jobs for it because yeah. he was so excited. Yes, he was like, I can't believe it. August, I think nineteenth. Yeah, nineteenth. Nineteenth. It's like sixteenth or nineteenth yeah. or something. But yeah. I so our Wendy's in Carbondale is so bad that I didn't realize that they didn't have spicy bad nuggets. Bad quality wise or what? Bad like bad in like they don't I thought that they just weren't listening to me when I order spicy nuggets and, and they, they just were just giving me regular them. ones. I just kept ordering spicy nuggets and they never told me they don't have them. Okay. And that's so, bad. That's bad on their part. It's different. Yeah, it's different. It's not bad. your fault. You didn't know that. So I kept ordering spicy nuggets. I was like, they're not on the menu, but they have to have them still. Nobody told me they didn't have them. Okay. So I've been still ordering them for however long they discontinued <laughs> them. I don't eat at Wendy's very I, often. I think it's been like a year and a half or two. It's not been too terribly long. I go though. like I might go once every couple months, but yeah, when I go, I want spicy nuggets, and I love them. I don't. I usually get a burger because their fucking burgers are top I notch. A burger. Uh, but so I I go to order that, and then they give me regular ones. So I'm like, son of a bitch they still don't give me spicy nuggets what's up with this well august 19th you're gonna get I'm your spiky on. nuggets i'm in i'm in line is that the only food news we got no we got one more, more. Got good one more. i love uh, food news um how come the... we've never incorporated more food news and i think <laughs> i think i'm more excited about food news than i am about any food gaming news, news is a little more sparse like it doesn't come as often 
Uh, but the KFC Cheeto sandwich has been announced for locations nationwide. Mm, so gross. this was something they were testing out for a while, uh, but they didn't actually uh, get these. They were testing it in a small market, but they are now officially releasing the Cheeto chicken sandwich, which is essentially just Cheetos on a chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. When we talked about this, you said, wouldn't it be great if they crushed up Cheetos and used that for the breading? And I thought that was a fantastic idea. That's still not what they're doing here. They're just putting Cheetos on a, on a stupid chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's bad form. I saw you pull up the Moon Marshmallow Oreos. So I'm, I'm, I, I have a new segment idea now. <laughs> okay, I'm into it. Whatever. Okay. So this is now <laughs> incorporating with food news, we yes. should talk about food release. Yes, food releases. Like we so got a new food releases. release window. Yes, we got yeah. food releases. I like we'll, this. We'll do some ketchup because right. we don't have any. They have uh, new ketchup? No, there isn't. No. Well, I mean, they have those blended ones, but we won't talk about that. What's blended? Like with mayo and like stuff like that? Mayo, mayo chup. Uh, the mayo chup? One. Yeah. They've uh-huh. got four things, gross. There's one that's spicy. The mayonnaise, ketchup. They've got the uh, barbecue mayonnaise. They've uh-huh. got, uh, what was the other one? I don't know. I mustard mayonnaise. There is a mustard mayonnaise one. Yeah. Mayo must. Mandy loves that. Mayo must. Mayonnaise and mustard. She's got a must to her. Uh, Let's go past. uh, Yeah, so we got the the marshmallow moon. I have uh, some at my house. I haven't ate them yet, though. Uh, They live in my house at this moment. Only at KFC, there's a Mountain Dew Sweet Lightning. Hold on. So Mountain Dew Sweet Lightning at KFC. There's now a Mountain. So Mountain Dew Baja Blast has been out for a long time from Taco Bell. I love Baja Blast. I don't know how you felt about Baja Blast. Yeah, it's good. But I think it's too sweet. I have an issue with the sweetness to okay. it. Um, they now have a sugar-free Baja Blast at participating Taco Bells. Okay. It's really good. Is it? Yes. Because it just it's the exact same thing just with aspartame. Probably, yeah. It's like, Which yeah, I drink like diet, diet soda. Pepsi. Are you more of a diet? Do you drink diet or regular? I like both. I mean, uh, I, I'm okay with diet. I'm, I'm usually a go-to guy. I'm just saying that like... Probably. I feel like diet it says sugar-free, which is weird. It doesn't say Diet Baja Blast or yeah. Diet Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So I don't know what the difference is there. I don't know what makes it sugar-free versus diet. Uh, but it's really good, and it's not as sweet, and I appreciate that. Uh, Reese's Take 5, and I think it's got some Reese's Pieces in there now, too. Ooh, I'm all it's about like a that. Snack size. Uh, I like a good Ruffles take five. has got a smokehouse barbecue. I don't know what makes that different than the standard barbecue chips. <laughs> it's a little more smoky. Uh, Pillsbury's making filled croissant rolls, cherry filled croissant rolls. That sounds pretty decent. That's like a like a cherry turnover, but uh, you can bake it in your oven. Uh, ben and Jerry's has got uh, pucker up. Is that a sour ice cream? I it's I'm gonna read it. It's a raspberry sorbet with an extra tart lemon sorbet swirl. And sour sugar bites in it. I'm not about a sour ice cream. They have uh, the the ice cream of the month for July at Dairy Queen is, it's like a strawberry raspberry like ice cream, uh-huh. uh, or I guess the flavor mixed in with the vanilla, yeah. whatever. And then uh, it's got Sour Patch Kids in it. Sour That's what I was gonna say. I've seen a lot of Sour Patch Kids ice cream, and I'm not a. I don't. I haven't tried it, they, but I, I haven't either. But it sounds kind of odd. I don't to want me. it in my life. Uh, Oikos has a wonderful watermelon flavor. Uh, <laughs> yogurt. What's Oikos? Oh, yogurt. Okay. Yogurt, yeah. Uh, cotton candy mini donuts. That sounds odd. What? Uh, little Debbie's. They brought back the Christmas trees. It's Christmas in July. Do they have Christmas in July trees? It is Christmas in July That's trees. It's, awesome. it's fucking Santa on a beach, chill as shit, eating those. I love I love those Christmas trees. Uh, Kool Aid is making a uh, little Jello uh, Kool Aid gels. It's like a they have, this one says uh, tropical punch and cherry flavors. Nice. Uh, so like your your Jello. Uh, what is it? 
I don't know. The jello jigglers. Not, not, I guess you jello jigglers. cup. Jello cup that's not pudding. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get at that. It's not pudding. Um, uh, and then the, the last thing is the orange cream, like the like we were talking about yeah. before, the creamsicles, uh, the orange cream uh, pop Twinkie flavor. Uh, nice. So it's got that orange cream I in it. I think that's probably not too bad. You want to know a fun fact about the Little Debbie uh, Christmas trees? And the little th- and the things that are similar to that, zebra cakes and stuff. Tell me the the vanilla flavoring in that is not vanilla. Is not vanilla. It is a anal gland from a beaver. I believe you. It's exactly what it is. Cool. I they, mean, fucking anal beaver glands yeah, are delicious. They are. That's what I thought too. But I think the world should know. I so knew, they... I knew it wasn't vanilla, but I, <laughs> I didn't know we were going that direction. I was going to say it's not vanilla because it doesn't have a flavor to it. It's just cream. Um, so this is, I don't, I should read this further before I tell you about it. Um, <laughs> there is a Matrix movie happening. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan's in it. Oh, that's, it is for sure a thing. Though. Um, this I thought they were just like tossing around the idea of it. That a new Matrix movie is coming soon with the Wachowskis to direct and Michael B. Jordan to star. Cool. Um, and they're going to be filming in Chicago. So they already have a filming location. It looks like. Sweet. Um, I'm I, on board for that. I'm sure this is partial speculation. Just to put it out there. That's what uh, the article says or what you're saying? What I'm saying. Okay, I, because we talked about it a little bit before. Because it's on Hollywood Reporter. I can't always necessarily believe that. Sure. But um, we were talking about Matrix movies and the Wachowski siblings mm-hmm. and how they kind of, what they could be doing next, how it would all do. And so we talk about it being set in the future after the reset. Yeah. Or we've seen a, a young Morpheus story. Yeah. That would uh, be interesting. And that would be interesting. I mean, I would. The only reason that we could nod towards that is that uh, Lawrence Fisherman's a black actor and Michael B. Jordan's a black actor. Yes, that's potentially, true. Potentially, you know, they're they're at least of the same race, so they could potentially play a younger version of sure. the other. Um, it would be would even. Be it would be even that. cool because does Mor- did Morpheus die? Morpheus did die, I believe. Right? I don't think he did die. I think you he's. I think at the end he's in the city because of the sacrifice from Neo, and he says something like "Thank you, Neo" or something like that. Oh, okay. and he looks at the camera, but. I was going to say because him and when him and Jada Pinkett Smith's character were together, right? They oh, were I don't they remember. were they were they used to be husband and wife. I was going to oh, say because like she's alive split. at the end of it too. I was going to say what if this is the far the future of the city and oh. he's their child. He's oh. the son of Morpheus. I'd be down for that. Maybe he's like going son to be Morpheus. another that sounds even cooler. next chosen one or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, could, it wouldn't be Matrix 4. Maybe it's like a, like a soft reboot and call it like Matrix Son of Morpheus or something like that. I would like, like to see some way to let what existed live yeah. and not reboot of any sort, which I don't think with Wachowski being what we involved. Before, like we yeah. have like subtle nods to whatever they were, what they did before yeah. as a soft reboot. But like then you could still have, National. Yeah, you could still have like Lawrence Fishburne's in it, but he's only in it for like 10 minutes. Or five, five, ten minutes, just as a couple of little bit of bit parts. I saw Men in Black International. Did you? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we can talk about that in a minute in person. Don't tell me when I can talk about it, Damon. We're talking about The Matrix right now. Why can't I veer off into the, what I watch to tell you how it relates to this? Okay, well, tell me how it relates <laughs> to it. Tell me about Men in Black. I'm always trying to stifle my creativity. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Edit that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I liked the way that they did it in Men in Black International. Not the be-all, end-all of movies, of course. I mean, it's not like Men in Black has been carrying all the torches for the Oscar nominees and everything like that. (laughs) But uh, International does give a slight nod because they talk about Chris Hemsworth's character. This isn't really a spoiler. um, Had (gasps) saved the world at some point in time. And they have in the office of like the head guy... 
uh, Liam Neeson's character. Liam Neeson. Um, they have in his office two big like murals of uh, images of one of Liam Neeson and Chris Hemsworth saving the world in their action yeah. sequence. This is like five minutes into the movie. Um, and then the other one is of Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones saving the world during there. Yeah. That's the only nod that they have to the whole thing at all. Sure. But they acknowledge the existence of it, and that's all you need, I feel like. You don't yeah. didn't need any more than that. Um, it just so happened that there was a trailer for a Tommy Lee Jones movie ahead of it, Yeah, uh, which was like, hey, that guy was in this movie before. So that helps. Um uh, but other than yeah. that, there was no other nod, As and the, I thought that was cool. The only reason I would say that, like, if Lawrence Fishburne was in this, would just be to be like five minutes as just kind of like a speech or something or whatever, yeah. just talking to him for a minute. Because if I feel like it would be pertinent if he's son of Morpheus, sort of son thing, of Morpheus, yeah, then that's kind of how that would bleed into it. I'm not talking like they can mention and subtly nod to like. You know, Neo. maybe say something we like the collapse or something like yeah. that, or you know, the whatever the what, like the resurrection of the world or something, yeah. however you want to call it, like how it reboots. Yeah, and you know, we could call it a reboot, I guess. Ah, uh, Matrix rebooted. Yeah, literally call it that way because <laughs> like it's like a pun on it both. And ways. it's R like Revelations yeah. Reloaded. Uh-huh. And like we rebooted the Matrix. Kind and if of a we thing. go off of the 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 idea that we had, which was that. They, you know, they eventually move back up to the surface because yeah. they defeated the machines, and then they discover old technology in the mm-hmm. future of the the going into the matrix, and they're rebooting the matrix of yeah. that. I like our idea. Yeah, we're smart. Um, Lawrence Fishburne in there, yes. Like they're, it's just kind of almost like you remember when they they go into the city. I think it's in Reloaded, and they're just kind of gathering up the crew, and you get to see one of the guy's wife and kids for like maybe five minutes and it's just kind of like a, a goodbye kind of like yeah. thing. Um, I think he comes home, maybe they have sex. I don't remember. Um, and that night and then they got to leave or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's very small and very like Lawrence Fisherman needs to just come in there to have sex and, and say goodbye to his uh, son. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I meant. Like it, it could be like literally five minutes in the movie, but mm-hmm. that would be it. And they could like have it. a little, Subtle nods to other things, not even like maybe maybe a statue of Neo or something like yes. that would be there, and they could briefly mention, you know, this is what happened, kind of a thing. Yeah. This is why it's pertinent. That's or why they call he's it, there. They live in Neo York City, New York City, Neo York City, Neo Tokyo. <laughs> yes, and it's just like, oh, that's where that name came from. But uh, that's that's what I mean. Like that that would be like the only Absolutely. reason why he would have to be in there, just as kind of like the. Hey, you're my son. Subtle nod, and then see you later. Or like, you know, every now and then you'd be like, you know, I remember like Neo saved the world, and you know, he helped us stop the agents, and yeah. the reason why we're up here in the city in the first place. And maybe they have uh, Neo sing the theme song <laughs> to not, the Matrix. Not Neo, like like Neo the rapper, not Neo the the uh, Keanu Reeves I mean, character. I would, I would rather have Neo Keanu Reeves have character Wild sing Stallions that. from yeah. Bill and Ted Three. <laughs> Come out! They started filming. Yeah, that was a movie that started so the, filming. Uh, the what's his face that plays uh, Alex Zaz on? Oh, oh yeah, uh, Gotham is supposed to play the the villain. Yes, of the movie. Yes, yes, yes. I think they had a picture of. Oh, they had a picture of Alex. What's his face with? Uh, it was just the Alex backs Winter. of him with yeah, with uh, Wild Stallions like cut off sweatshirt on. That's cool. Uh, and just like as a hey, we're starting. Uh, so that should be fun. Yeah, for sure. That's about all the news I've got wrapped up. Where you want to head to next, my friend? I don't know. Maybe where we're going. We don't need roads. I knew you were gonna try to shoehorn that in. <laughs> 
I could smell it a mile away. I don't have any more personals to talk about because okay. I already talked about uh, just me being on vacation. That's basically the only thing that's really happened. Okay. And there's nothing new from there. I, uh, we could talk about the fourth. How was your fourth? <laughs> My fourth was great. It yeah. was hot. It was hot. It kind of rained fireworks. a little bit maybe. Yeah. I smelled of... Smelled of uh, you You have a little bit more whimsy and wonder in your in your brain than I do wow. uh, from time to time. Thanks. And I mean that in a positive way. I knew you did. I think you, I think I you, could see you that have a more wonderment. I see this twinkle in your There's eye. a more bitterness, I think, that I have within myself that you I'm do. pretty bitter from time to time. <laughs> you don't hear me after work or during work. <laughs> I got like a 24-hour news cycle of bitterness yeah. in me. Manny's, um, Manny's got multiple texts of me saying, fuck this place. <laughs> it's not even just work. I mean, it's just... It's sometimes, it's yeah, just, yeah, just, I'm a grumpy yeah, yeah. old man. Sure. Um, but I don't like really... I don't care for fireworks. How I don't you, like change. I don't, I don't like... I don't even like the change in my pocket. Uh, how do you... Do you like fireworks still? Are you into fireworks? Do you find that you have a newly excited thought about fireworks with a baby? That's that's the, that's the basically it. I'm, I've always liked fireworks, obviously. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan, but uh, they've never really changed too much since I was a kid. They add one or two new things that like, oh, I'm this one them. makes a shape. Uh, <laughs> this one looks like a smiley face in it. You know, it actually... They made... Somehow made this one look like a smiley face when it explodes. Yeah. How did they it do that? It might be an upside down smiley face, but they yeah. got there. Yeah, something like it's that. Right oh, this one looks like a cross with Jesus on it. Um, <laughs> I don't think that ever existed. That would probably be in bad taste anyways. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm definitely excited. We bought her, um, I guess I could talk about that. We bought her uh, noise-canceling headphones for babies. It's supposed to be for like, loud situations and uh, for like when I come over. <laughs> yeah, when Chad comes over and talks really loud. Um, I, I I mean mugged her so hard for a while because she doesn't <laughs> stop staring at me. No, she doesn't. And I was like, I will mean mug a baby. I said, uh, we should have had something like this for when we went to the con. Cause you're even supposed to have like noise canceling headphones on a baby when you're at like big crowded events and stuff like I that. You're too. gonna say when they're in the womb. Yeah, when they're in the womb, we just cover her ears. Or you have to like like shove it up there and cover like her ears. Mandy has to wear noise canceling headphones so that on her the so baby. she can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how that works? No. <laughs> That'd be cool, though. If that was like the, that's how, it, like, you just talk into Maddie's ear and that's like an instant the, the baby microphone to her headphones. Yeah, why not? Uh, but yeah, I mean, makes, yeah, I'm excited to see her expressions whenever she sees fireworks for the first time. Something So fireworks have turned into now, not that you necessarily care, but you are more interested in seeing someone else's reactions yeah, to those I mean, things. The, it'll, it'll be that, that transition will be that way for a few years because. For the first couple of years, it'll probably still be new to her every time because she's yeah. only going to see it a couple, you know, one to two times Once, a year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then eventually it'll be new again because she'll be old enough to like actually hold sparklers and see that excitement of her being like the first time Shoot I'm actually Roman holding candles out of her yeah. ass. Yeah, like that too. Just tuck it sh- between her perked cheeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's that, I'm excited for that. So um, speaking we're of talking new and in, we're talking in like the future tense, like Fourth of July didn't already happen, but it did happen, and yeah. uh, she enjoyed the sights of the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I'm glad. She probably cried a little bit, got scared. Yeah, she's so scared, and then uh, I held her. The last time, not the last time. Let me rephrase that. A few times ago, when we were at Fourth of July at the family get together. This is a uh, this is post IFNZ, okay. So like post the iterate, like this is past us coming up with the concept of I feel New Zealand. Oh, you okay. coming up with the concept? So I should way, say. way into the past, but not quite that far into the past. Yes, following yeah. you. I'm gonna okay. say probably like ten years ago, 
maybe more. Mallard. Probably more than like 15 years ago. Pretty far away. When did IFNZ come around? I was probably, well, that would have been like 2001 or was 2002. You wouldn't have been driving in 2001 or 2002. Yeah, you're right. I would have been driving you at right. that point in time. You would have been driving me around. Regardless, uh, we were out there and we were doing fireworks fountains out at the uh, beside the lake mm-hmm. in the fairgrounds, the big lake. Yeah. And uh, there was one that was... It was a fountain that finished, and it still had fire shooting out of it, but it wasn't, like, really high or anything like that. And uh, cousin David Harper decided, uh, I'm going to put that out with my foot. And Justin's over here kind of close to it, and it shoots a fireball out (laughs) at my exposed ankle because I'm wearing shorts. And caught me on fire. And I actually had to, like, <laughs> fall onto the ground to, like, get my leg off of being on fire. Somebody actually had a first aid kit because I remember being, like, super upset and actually almost borderline crying because it hurt so bad. Yeah. And they had, like, put iodine on me and shit to treat me for a burn. Uh-huh. But uh, that stuck out in my head. That stuck out. Hopefully that doesn't happen to Betty. Did I ever tell you about ever. the time that I saw 3D fireworks? No. Um. So, uh, let's see. I guess this is probably maybe six years ago or so. Cool. I went to Legoland. Yeah. And so at Legoland, I was over there. I was there over Fourth of July. Not to be confused with Lego less. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was there over Fourth of July, and um, I think throughout the whole, I wasn't there specifically. Maybe on Fourth of July. It doesn't matter. Anyways, they had firework display because it was around the time, and their fireworks show at Legoland is a 3D firework display. Cool. And they give you 3D like glasses, glasses to put on. So do they shoot like just in like red and blue to they, make the color contrast work? I remember them being in different colors, but <laughs> specifically what stood out is that the glasses, however the technology works, I don't sure. know. Um, when they shot the fireworks out, the uh, the actual light like from the explosions were Lego pieces. Cool. And so you had Lego pieces flying in the sky every time a firework went off. And um, I have hated fireworks ever since because they weren't Legos exploding in the sky. Yeah, it's kind of hard to top a 3D (laughs) firework display that looks awesome as shit. I would Um, imagine so. I can't say that's when I hated fire, And I don't hate fireworks, but they're just, I don't find them as entertaining. It's just kind of like you, it's, you, you have something new that's invigorating you now, but, uh, but overall, they're not uh, they're not that crazy, but I'm sure that there's gonna be um, maybe some grilling that happens. Maybe it happens. Maybe, uh, maybe we ate burgers or uh, corn on the cob. Probably not. Um, not this year. No, not this nope, year. Probably not. You're not gonna eat any of that. Oh, I mean, it probably won't happen. Why? I, we're not gonna do a thing. I don't think. <laughs> but what? You're not gonna you're not gonna have a burger on Fourth of July. Yeah. Maybe at some point. See. In time, but I don't think I'm gonna grill it. See. I'm thinking about getting rid of my grill. Really? Yeah. Why? I use it once a year. Oh, I use it. So, well, I've already used it so much this year. Yeah. I bought a new propane tank at the beginning of the what I'm calling grilling season where it started in fucking March. Yeah. I had it out. That's early? The, yeah. It is, I guess, maybe. But, I mean, I didn't care if it was fucking cold or snow <laughs> on the ground. You I love grilling. Grill. I love grilling. How do you feel uh, about we charcoal so grilling? We already used at the propane tank, and I need to go buy another one. How do you feel about uh, charcoal grilling? It's fine. I like it. Do you gas is easier? Do you have a charcoal grill? Not anymore. Oh, do you want a charcoal grill? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The gas, the gas one's new, and it's uh, newer anyway. Rather, I think it's 
two or three years old at this point. Do you know somebody who wants a charcoal grill? I don't know. You have a whole audience to talk to. Um, if you've got a charcoal grill, no. If no. you want a charcoal grill, hit me up at, at Schubert on Twitter. I will hook your ass up. There you go. If you come and get it, it's for free. Um, so that's, <laughs> He will give you deets in the that, DMs. That's how much. Uh, yeah, DM me. On that side of things. Yeah, I just... Is it going to be weird that you're going to have to wait two weeks to find out if anybody <laughs> wants your grill? <laughs> no. Um, I'm also getting rid of a treadmill. So if you're in for a treadmill, I will Damn. sell you one. Oh. Um, the low f- price of $300. Uh, I think I've got 1000 on it. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's like an $1,800 treadmill. Ugh. So That's a and we've only used, price point. only used it like six, do- uh, six dollars. Six, six times. Six times. Wow. Uh, so I'd, I'd, I want to get rid of it and get it out of the place. It's nice. It's in great shape. Uh, I would hope so if it's only been used six times. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Things I'm trying to get rid of. I'm trying to downsize things that are heavy. So when I move next time, I don't have to carry heavy shit. You're going to move again? Probably sometime. Wow. I mean, you know the big move down the road that we don't talk about. What? The big move we don't talk about. What do you mean? Like you going to the home? Like I'm going to New Orleans. Oh, okay. You're moving? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but before no, we then. We, we don't talk about that because I'm not ready for it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like not doing this face to face. That's why, that's why we don't, we're not talking about it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I I I might move some. I'm gonna have to get a microphone and set up like this so it actually sounds decent when we record. <laughs> um, but we got time. We got uh, time before that happens. Anyways, did you have any games? Other ones that you played? Um, maybe. From... But I want to tell you about something I did. Okay, sorry. Before I did that, you're okay. I thought I I thought we were done, but I couldn't remember if there was more that was that you didn't say. You're okay. Euro uh, trip. I I went to uh, the Metro uh, St. Louis Comic Con. The hey. The I, metro. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" I wanted to put in the microphone. I thought it would be really loud if Who I did. Who sang that? Not not System of a Down. The original one. Yeah, it's Berlin. Uh, Berlin. Yes, I love that song. That's a good song. Yeah, it's really good. Both versions. System's okay. Yeah, Alkaline Trios is good. That's just mm-hmm. a good song, and whoever yeah. does it usually Berlin. turn out really good. Berlin's a good time. Probably uh, the best one, or I would I would say arguably. I think Berlin <laughs> definitely did the best job of that. I don't listen to enough Berlin in my life. I That's I my palm for this I think, week. I think Berlin. I only know like maybe one other song by them. Maybe I know that I'm doing palms away out of order, but Berlin's my palm for this. That week. is, yeah. it's a good palm to have. Um, just a deep dive into Berlin catalog. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I went to the the St. Louis Comic Con. Um, this is not the Wizard World Comic Con. It's the one put on by Metro. Metro. Whatever. Um, but so this show is at the St. Charles Convention Center, mm-hmm. and I first time there, never been there. I've seen it go on a couple of times. It's a, a thing that has happened, um, and it was like twelve bucks to get in. Really nice facility, um, and it was probably one of the best cons I've been to. Honestly, cool. Um, it it was. Uh, I felt like it was cheap to get into. Had a lot of great comic vendors. Um, there was a lot of room to walk around. Went on a Sunday. Um, felt like the floor wasn't super crazy. Uh, there wasn't. It wasn't about the. You know, the what I find about Wizard World is that it, it's become a lot about the guests that are there, and it's lost kind of sight of the comic book world of it all. Um, there were guests there, of course, uh, but the comic book vendors were great. I found a lot of stuff. I've been trying to collect the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Mutanimals uh, series that Mutanimals. 
yeah. uh, series that came out. There were uh, there was like a standalone, and then there were two miniseries that came out under there. And I've been trying to collect the nine issue miniseries. I have the three issue one already, um, and I found all but two books that I'm looking for on that. I've got eight and nine still to wrap up. And uh, and then just found some cool books that uh, some Disney Afternoon. We're both fans of like the Disney Afternoon cartoons and different things from the '90s. Uh, there were some Disney Afternoon books I didn't know existed. They're just called like Disney Afternoon, and there's a series of stuff. So I picked up a couple of those. Um, and they've got like a, had a really cool set of artist alley people, st- uh, people that go to the toy man shows, like the big toy shows that they do in St. Louis every other month, um, were there. And so I got to see kind of, a, a, a what goes on like a there. little snippet of that, Yeah, a little snippet of the toy man. Um, and then they did have some, uh, some stars, if you will. They had Rita Repulsa cool. from the mighty Morphin power Rangers. Like they the had, original Rita. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Who looks really good. Uh, she's not very old looking at all. Yeah. Um, which I guess that's not. She was probably in her like 30 when that happened. So yeah. she's what, 50? 60, so, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't maybe, know how old Power Rangers is. Maybe like mid 90s? Yeah, probably like 96 or so. So yeah. oh, like a little over 20. Yeah. So yeah, she's so probably early like 50 50s. or 60s. Yeah, she looked good. Um, and she, I definitely think that she was made to look old in that show. Yeah, for sure. Um, and she then, could have been in her twenties then. Yeah, too. that's yeah, true. So. Good point. Rags Morales was, was there. Who's an artist. He was on, um, the, uh, was it justice league? Is it justice league? Identity crisis. Identity crisis. Yeah. That, yeah. uh, he's the artist on that Rags Morales cool. and he does a lot of other stuff too, but that's kind of the, the standout for me. Um, and then butch, the bushwhacker. Oh shit! Was there nice? <laughs> it's always good when you get a wrestler in there, one or two, just there for were fun. Two. I didn't know the other guy, but I was animal. Like, Butch the Bushwhacker is there. I have mm-hmm. to see him. Um, and he was on the His floor. Brother just, wasn't there. No, <laughs> but he was on the floor just <laughs> like, like chatting we don't with people. Talk. He uh, he looks old, of course. Yeah, but like he's got like a real like tan, like wrinkly skin, like he's been out in the sun too long. But also like jet black dyed hair. Um, Didn't we ever talk about the Iron Sheik on here before? I think we have talked about Iron Sheik. Yeah, yeah. I told you about his Twitter. I don't think he's so. he's a real shithead. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he he calls everybody everything. Every other tweet tweet that he makes is has the <laughs> word twit. Ja- every other tweet uh, that he makes has the word jabroni in it, and he, <laughs> and it also it's always in all caps. And who used jabroni? Who was like the big The like, Rock? The Rock was yeah. the jabroni guy. That's right. But he started using it. So I guess yes. he 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 calls everybody a fucking jabroni or anything like that. <laughs> There's one I'm gonna try and find it while you you finish talking about your your ex your exploration. I, I want to make sure I get it right. It's like a pinned tweet of his from like over a year ago, <laughs> and it's just like it's perfect. It sums up his his Twitter feed in in just one one tweet. Nice. Um. So I I really highly recommend St. Louis Comic Con. Um. It's typically in the middle of the year. It's right around the end of June. Um, is when it happens, but I had a really good time at it. I'd, I'd spent yeah. uh, uh, probably a couple hours there. They have a big Pokemon section if you're into Pokemon side of things. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, good toys, good books, just an overall uh, cool thing. So, yeah, what do you got about the Iron Sheik? Uh, let's see. So one that he posted two hours ago was, wouldn't it be great if you could go fuck yourself? Oh. Uh, but the one that I was talking about was pinned. Take a minute out of your day to be nice to someone, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> this is what I meant. That, was he a bad guy? That like wraps on the... up like exactly what he embodies. Is that how he was like on the on? Yeah, in just wrestling? less vulgar. I mean, he you can't 
You can't you curse, can't really obviously, curse like that. Any, not like that. You could probably say ass and stuff like that or whatever, but yeah. you can't. You know, even, back, even back then, whenever he was there, you couldn't say shit on TV. Then. Yeah. That didn't happen until like the early 2000s. Yeah. I like that picture of Dr. Drew. I forgot about Dr. Drew. I like Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. You like Dr. Drew? Dr. Drew was cool. Remember when he used to answer questions for people? I remember. Rest, rest in peace, Dr. Drew. He would do, uh, he would do uh, campus tours with Adam Carolla. Really? Uh, yeah, and they as would, like a moderator type person. I think they were like a, a duo essentially, and they would do like Q and As and stuff. Um, and Doctor Drew was more of the advice side of things, and then Adam Carolla would obviously bring the humor to it all. Um, but yeah, like good old Doctor Drew says he's got a podcast now. Oh, really? I think so. Ooh, I want to check out the Doctor Drew podcast. He hosts podcasts on the Adam Carolla Podcast Network. So, yeah, he hosts something. And him and Adam Curl are still friends. They're working yeah, together, I guess. It, is it called something? Early Tuesday, he started an online podcast called Dr. Drew After Dark. Nice. Yeah. So, that I must even. have just started early Tuesday, just this year. So, you wouldn't be too far behind, I would assume. Cool. Dr. Drew After Dark. Um, Check that out. So, um, I'm going to skip over, since we're talking about listening to things, I'm going to skip over to the, the audio side of things, of um, our our things we've done. Uh, oh okay. There is a uh, there's a podcast that I started listening to um, last week. I started talking about the dreaming and that one. Mm-hmm. I started two at the same time, and then there is another one um, that is dark crystal centric. Yeah, and it's called Trial by Stone, which is what uh, the they uh, their trial system is for the the sexies. Um, yeah. And uh, so, Trial by Stone is uh, it's starting off. It's it started a long time ago, I guess. I just found out about it, mm-hmm. but uh, it was that way about uh, there was a Kingdom Hearts podcast that I started listening to. What do you listen it? to? Uh, the Ansem Report. You listen to Ansem? I don't know about Ansem Report. It's newer, but it, it's there were some episodes that had been like years ago that it started really, and then they finally like brought it back up whenever Kingdom mm. Hearts three hype started happening. And cool. Then they talked about it like more and more after the episodes. I listened to so Got like, It Memorized. That's the one that I listened cool. to, which I really dig. It's like my favorite show, only because I love Kingdom Hearts so much. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, Trial by Stone is uh, right now they're going through interviews and he's going through an interview and different people who've written for dark, written Dark Crystal stories and. Uh, done art and stuff like that, but it looks like currently, because I, I, I'm checking out the current feed, and he's doing a minute by minute of the Dark Crystal movie, and like analyzing the movie minute by minute. Oh, on like the every show. episode is one minute. Yeah, it's like Jesus. it's a minute of the movie, and so it's like minute three, minute four, minute. That is a lot. It's intense. Um, so take it fucking camping, man. <laughs> Uh, but that's what I'm currently listening to. It's a little rough. Um, the guy seems like he's reading from a script he typed out previously. Um, I'm hoping that as we get on, the conversation gets a little more loose. Um, if it doesn't, I may see if there's anything else out there. Because there's not a lot of Dark Crystal stuff out there. But yeah. there's a lot of lore that you can dive into uh, with that. So I still need to get into that bit of show, Mandy. She's never watched Dark Crystal. She grew up loving The Labyrinth, but she's never seen yeah, Dark Crystal. But she that. loves it so much. But I'm, I'm excited for her to watch it. We got that version of the... You gave me the 4K. Oh, yeah. And I have that for I us to watch. That. So we're just going to put the Xbox back in the living room for us to watch that sometime yeah. soon. Yeah. It's, um, it's a great time. And sound things? You listen to sound things? I do. I have uh, three things I was going to talk about. Uh, did you ever listen to Thank You, Scientist at all? 
Um, I think so. I think is that the... They that's did, the they, they toured with Coheed. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw they, them live. They, they sound kind of Coheed-esque. In they a sound way, a lot ways. like Coheed. Um, so I didn't so realize that. So kind of turn I, off I was, for me. I was listening to... Uh, to them uh, something was suggested to me on spotify to listen to uh-huh. it was i think it was on an, an older album there's maybe from like 2014 and 2015 mm-hmm. but um i listened to it i enjoyed it i was like it's like coheed uh the 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 guitar and every, like the the actual main what i would call main instruments your you know lead rhythm bass and drums uh all were a more trying to think of, i guess progressive metal kind of version of like a coheed-esque something that you would kind of have that's more akin to like you're the black rainbow type of thing mm-hmm. whenever they had the drummer from dillinger and they yeah. tried to make the guitar parts more technical to try to coincide with what his drums were yeah kind of like that but they added in like the horns because this has like full yeah, horns that's and their, instruments their and stuff big like stick is yeah. that they've got the horn section and then it. the vocal sounds like a ton like claudio yeah um but i their their newest album uh, that came out earlier this year is called Terraformer, and I listened to it, and uh, it's super good. Good. Uh, it's it's a little bit more prog metal than the other albums were previously, and it has still the horns and stuff in it, but it's not as front and center in your face. Uh, more of like the breakdowns have like some actual like strings in it now too, and uh, we'll have your horns and stuff into it too. Um, it's because it seems like the more of the older music had a lot of like almost kind of borderline Scott esque amount of horn into it. Like we're gonna yeah. play along with what the guitarist is playing. Like that's what, yeah. you know what I mean. That's what I was gonna say. Is that Thank You Scientist has a middle section of their catalog from what I find yeah. that is very coheed. But the beginning of it, when I went to like mm-hmm. when I did a deep dive. Because um, I typically do that if I find a band that yeah. I'm going to go see and I know I'm like, oh, I want to familiarize myself with the catalog. Their yeah. earlier stuff was nothing co-head, co-head, like at all, except yeah. for maybe a little proggy and yeah. a hired vocalist. But that was about it. Like you said, very Scott-esque. Yeah. This one seems like it leans heavier on more prog metal-esque you know, instruments. We'll call it prog ska. Yeah. Uh, that's a good category for it. So it... it, it f- it leans more heavily onto that, and the vocalist still sounds a lot more like Claudio. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed that album. I cool. didn't think that they were bad. I didn't. I'm, you know, I mean, I've never seen them live, but I, it seems after I got to thinking about it, it was like this seems kind of like a silly tour to put together. Of course, that you know, yeah, you putting them in the same wheelhouse because it's the same, a similar genre of music, but you have two bands with music and a singer that sounds almost identical. Yeah, that seems kind of odd for a it. It was tour. a little off-putting to see live. And not, like you said, they weren't bad. Yeah. And they weren't bad live either. But it was just like, I'm here to see the better version of yeah. this. Right, right, right. Like, I don't want to see the the, la- the not as good version of it open up for that. And that's that's where I, I could see them. I'm trying to think. Like, there's current tour that Coheed's on is with Mastodon. Yeah, and every time I die. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and that tour with those three bands sounds cool. Just like I would see... A couple, another three bands together. We'll say like, we're gonna have a reunion of Dillinger mm-hmm. with. I'm trying to think of another band that is in a kind of a. Deftones. Sure, Dillinger Deftones is closing. Disturbed. And then Thank you, Scientist is opening. You know what I mean? Like throw I was those going with D-named bands. Yeah, I just meant like like yeah. throwing them like kind of a subgenre together like that and having them play with something that's kind of somewhat similar in that mm-hmm. weird prog, new metal-esque yeah. type of genre that has that flavor to it but not have the exact same basically band. Too many similarities, bands, yes. yeah. 
somebody that started in like 2014 doing something like, hey, we like Coheed and Cambria. Let's throw some horns in it and just see what we got. Yeah. You know, but it was, it was, it's a really enjoyable album. I, I think it's good. Uh, I listened to it front to back at work. Um, I haven't gone back and revisited it uh, like I have with one of the albums I'm going to talk about. Um, Rake and Taurus have a new album that came out. Yeah. Uh, it's really enjoyable. Uh, it seems to me that it has taken on a life of a more akin of Jack White's solo projects Ooh. to me. Um, so there's like three good songs and the rest are there, there's there's a good, There's a good half of the album that's actually really decent, honestly. Yeah. But you can tell that he's taking a lot of liberties on some of the stuff that and that, that's writing-wise. And that might just be my own personal takeaway from it. But just after listening to some of the stuff, it's just... Even like the the first single that came out was kind of a more slower jam, but uh, I can't think of what it's called right now. But it's uh, shit. I can't think. Of, I'm, I want to know the name, but I, I'm I can't remember it off the top of my head. I think it's called Now That You're Gone. Uh, it's it's a very slow jam, but it it sounds like something that would have come straight off of. You could say Recatures, but it sounds like something that would have been a single off of a, a Jack White album. It sounds like something that was on the last. Jack White solo album. Now that you're gone, you're right. Yeah, um, but it, it's all good stuff. Um, if you if you're a fan of Jack White and you're a fan of the Rakeators, you're getting more of the same. More of that. It just has more of a flair that sounds like more of his solo projects to me mm-hmm. than more of like what Rakeators was. Rakeators kind of their like their first album was more all over the board. There was nothing on there that sounded exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, Steady as She Goes doesn't sound like Level. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have something like steady-ish and then you have my baby's on the level and it almost sounds like a fucking funk song. It's kind of groovy, yeah. Yeah, and then you have something on there like, uh, I forgot, something together or whatever and it's the uh, the other guy, the bass player, that's mm-hmm. the, other, the backing vocalist. I think, I can't think his name, Brandon or Brendan, one yeah, of the two. Know. But he sings that song like full on by himself and it, it sounds like a full on Beatles song. Nice. So you had stuff that was like so smooshed together that it was never like exactly the same beat but whereas with this one it sounds just like you're listening to a jack white album front to back kind of a yeah. thing everything sounds pretty samey he uh i don't know how a dude who writes he can write three perfect songs for record yeah they're like amazing they are like something you've never heard before but so familiar all at the same time and then you've got nine other tracks on that album that you're like I just can't get into it. Yeah, it's he's, it's a very he's a very interesting dude. Always has been. I mean, all of his career has been very interesting. But and I feel that way about everything that he's been uh, affiliated with. Is like yeah. there are like songs that I just like tie to, and I'm like that is uh, like I feel more. I felt strong. I don't. Know, I it might just be because whenever I was younger, I felt more so clung to the White Stripes than I ever have any of his solo projects. Gotcha. Now, like I said, it might have just been because that was like my first iteration, my first taste of Jack White sure, and him, yeah. you know, early on, younger and more, maybe more creative than yeah. he is now. Not he that he's not creative, a little more but fire me. in the can in there. Sure. That's what I mean. Like, uh, there's those albums. Uh, I, I remember when like Elephant came out mm-hmm. and getting that and listening to it front to back a lot, you know, and, and I loved every song in that album, but uh, it's just, you know I mean? Like, that you, like you said, with uh, with this last solo album that came out, there was probably like three to four songs on there that I really do enjoy, mm-hmm. and I could have listened to a lot. But there's a lot of that album that I I didn't really dive Just into that much. Connect with, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and the last thing that I fucking enjoyed and I've listened to it uh, multiple times now is the Black Keys new album. Uh, Hilo? Let, let's, let's Rock is what oh, it's let's called. Oh, Let's Rock. Yeah, Hilo's yeah. the single on uh, Front to back. And it, I feel this way about almost every Black Keys album that I've listened to. It's just fucking instant classic rock. Not that like the subgenre classic rock. It is an instant fucking classic rock album. Huh. Like front to back, I've always enjoyed them. Cool. And a lot of the tracks do have that samey type of flavor, but they have a way about them that makes it always like really, really good. Nice. And this one does have a lot of like it'll be up tempo for like two songs, and then it'll actually take one that was like a little bit of a slower rock song and stuff, and kind of dial it back a bit, and then they bring it back with one that's like super hard kind of a thing. But They've always just consistently, to me, been just such a good classic rock album. They've never lost their fire. They've never lost their flavor. It's always been consistently the same since I started listening to them when, when Brothers came out like a long yeah. time ago. And, you know, uh, what was it, El Camino? Yep, El Camino. Uh, all the way through, you know, clear to this one. It, it's fucking great. Um, uh, like I said, I've listened to it front to back multiple times. I think it just came out like even this last this last friday mm -hmm. but i downloaded it before i went into work and i've listened to i've listened to it like four or five times front to back while i was just at working and stuff and it's so solid nice. it's good stuff there's a a song that came out mm -hmm. um a couple weeks ago i just forgot to mention it um it's the new the newest uh single from blink 182's kind yeah, of endeavors yeah. uh called blame it uh, not uh, blame it on my youth blame it on my youth is the the first I didn't single care for blame it's on my not youth at all. not great it's not my favorite but the other one generational divide i haven't listened to it yet so generational divide is a 49 second song oh. that they released as a single which i think is pretty genius and is probably and and i don't think anybody's gonna gonna fight me on this one um probably the best song that they've put out since uh matt's been in the band Okay. Uh, and maybe one of the better songs that they've released in uh, Weird even longer from a than that. song that's like less than a minute long. So it is fast punk. Yeah. Like they're just going to town on it. That's um, cool. Matt's got a very like auto-tuned voice in it, and it, it's very intentional. Like it's 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 apparent that it's there, um, almost like a almost like a keyboard of voice. Yeah. To it, but he's not singing a lot. Like it's a it's a it's a definitely driven by Mark. Um, it's and it's just like, da -da 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 -da. like they're just yeah, going, and fast. they probably can't go any faster than that for forty nine. Like forty nine seconds is probably yeah the limit that they can go at that. Like it's like a shorter true... version of the what's me there? What was that album? I don't know the uh, Fall Out Boy album. Oh yeah, what was that called? That was good. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's the one where like every song is like it's got less, like Mac and Rose on the cover of it. Yeah, it's like the every song is less than like a minute and a half yes. or a minute and a half. Yeah, and they all start with like one, two, three, four, two, yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, those are good too. Uh, but it's it's just a straight up punk song, um, and they're just thrashing on it. Travis is always like Travis is the reason to watch Blink One Eighty Two. In oh, my yeah. opinion, he uh, he can consistently do any probably any genre. Yeah, I mean he's always been forced into that, but he could probably do any genre of music that yeah. you put him as a drummer on. Yeah, we were talking about uh, the potential of going to see uh, Blink One Eighty Two and uh, what's his name, Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I just I I can't. It's almost worth it just to, to do the, watch Lil Wayne. The, the like, enema of the state front to back is that what they're fun. doing on that yeah. tour um and i was like i would the only reason i would go because tom's not that great of a live singer um 
I went and saw Blink-182, or not Blink-182, Alkaline Trio last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen Matt play and whatever. Um, it would be to watch Travis Barker drum live. Right. Like, that would be the reason I would go to see that band. And I love Blink-182, don't get me wrong. And I love this iteration of Blink-182 even. Um, but the reason I would go to pay ticket money to go see that would be to see him crank on those fucking drums. Yeah, absolutely. That would be cool. Um, want to get into games? Uh, the only other game I hadn't talked about was Destiny 2. We don't have to dive back into it. I've actually gotten even more into it than I already was, and I think it's because I've started getting to it's a getting point deep. where I'm getting closer and closer to like the light level cap, so I'm going to be ready to do raids and stuff. So I'm, I'm getting more and more excited the closer and closer I get, and it's making me want to play more. Cool. So I've actually been diving deeper into it and actually experiencing some of the stuff that I missed uh, come from the past uh, expansions that have come out from the different seasons. Nice. So I've not really touched anything from the season of the Drifter, but I've been doing uh, this side stuff called Black Armory um, and been doing these events called uh, the Foundry. You're reigniting foundries to like craft these these new weapons mm-hmm. for yourself um, that have been lost for years and years and years. And uh, the events are a lot more fun than what I thought it was, and I've, I've been really enjoying it thoroughly. Um, and then the new season that's been going on now is called the season of opulence. And, uh, that's been really fun. They have this, I've, I've talked about it maybe a little bit briefly, this, uh, this area called the menagerie that you can go through and it's almost like a miniature raid that you can't, you, if you, if all the people die that you're in a party with in a raid, you basically reset and you go back to a, the last big checkpoint that you yeah. hit. So you lose a lot of progression, but in this one, you don't lose that progression. Uh, it's you just keep playing and playing and playing until you win. The better and faster that you do things, and and the harder the level of the characters are, uh, the better gear you get at the end of it. But uh, you don't really lose anything necessarily if you're going through it kind of slow. So it's, it's it's very enjoyable to me to be able to queue up and do something with like if I'm playing with other people, you know, and we don't have enough people, you can just put yourself into like a little queue and actually get another two or three people into your party so you can actually go in and do it together. Nice. Um, but it, it's been super fun. Um, movies and TV. Uh, I have uh, a game. You have a game? Can we talk about okay. I didn't. I thought maybe, Jeez. I didn't know if you did because of the... Skipping over. Are we even partners at all? No. <laughs> um, no, I I didn't, I haven't played a game, but I did, Okay. I bought uh, Shadowgate on PC. Oh yeah, to, to work on that, and they actually have the original Shadowgate that you can buy on Steam as well. Cool. So I and it was like three bucks. So I bought both of them. Uh, Ooh, it's right now. Probably not when this is going on. Still, but, yeah. Uh, when this releases, Steam sale is happening right now. I wonder oh, yeah. if it's cheap. If it, it is, I'm it was. It was like it was three bucks. I think. Well, I meant cheaper than what it already is. No, that's what the that's that was the sale. Yeah, okay. the that was for the original one. They were both like three bucks. The oh, sweet. the original one's three bucks, and then the, the remaster one's also it. like three dollars. I might buy it now if uh, I can find it real quick. Buy it now, <laughs> and then I also uh, I downloaded, re-downloaded Destiny One on my PlayStation. Nice. Um, to Play through some potentially stuff. do that. Yeah, I thought about yeah. maybe hopping on there and checking that out. Um, so not really anything to do yet, but um, something I'm kicking around the idea of. Yeah, for sure. On that side of things. Um, on the... Well, I told you about... I saw I saw Men in Black International yeah. and all. Is that song still there? Or no, is it like they didn't use version it at all. Or? I didn't know. They didn't use it at all. And then I told you last week I was watching Good Omens. Um, yes. 
And that's really all that I've got going on on the movie and TV side of things. Start watching Letterkenny the other week. Yeah, I've heard good things about it, and I've watched some compilations of some stuff on YouTube, but I've never actually watched it. Watched it. I laughed hard. Yeah, it's a it's a good laugh. Uh, it's uh, it's Canadian hillbillies like yeah, basic. That's it's, what's it's, in my life. I watch. It's, it's here, but in Canada. Yeah, I watched. Uh, <laughs> it was a clip of them playing a game of catch. Okay. In the main, I don't know what the characters' names are. I yeah. Maybe, maybe Letterkenny. I don't know the. Main no, Letterkenny's guy. name in the town. Okay. So the whatever the main character is like, man, the boys are playing a game of catch, <laughs> and it's just the three of the guys they're playing a game of catch and they're talking about being with women, and one guy is like a heftier guy wearing yes. overalls and he's just like, or he's like, stop lies to kiss and tell. I and like that your your Canadian is very Irish. I, I, that's that's the best I got. I like it. It's good. I'm sorry. No, uh, it's it's like your Colin Farrell that you did the other week. He's they're they're playing the game of catch. He's like, it's not polite to kiss and tell. But and they were like, but I am curious because the the one guy's like, you know, he's not sure uh, because the the heftier guy's talking about stuff that they're they're doing, and uh, he's like, have you ever have you when you were you've been with a woman, have they ever uh, perused around? Uh, downstairs you know and and they're all just kind of like one guy tosses it to the other guy and he drops the ball <laughs> he doesn't realize like doesn't catch it so then they start facing each other and just toss back and forth and the fat guy's just kind of standing here and he just starts talking about it like he was he, cut out of the conversation and they're just ignoring him but he's still finishing it. just like yeah she just went downstairs and stuck in a finger and gave the gave the old prostate a little uh little tickle tickle and <laughs> He's just like it felt good, guys. It felt good, and uh, and it's okay, and I'm okay with it. And they just completely fucking ignore it, and then it cuts to the the one main guy again. He just ends the segment with going, "It's not polite to kiss and tell." <laughs> yeah, it's it's a a solid show. I wish I watched more. I've got like four or five episodes into it. Nice, uh, but I I definitely enjoy a little letter, Kenny. Um, it's on it's on the Hulu's. What did I say I was looking up? You were going to look up Shadowgate. Shadowgate. I was going to type in Blackgate, and I was going to get something not... You were going to get the that Arkham Asylum uh, side game that they created, which Shadowgate. I haven't played. Special edition. $10. Yeah, the, well, that's the special What's edition. What's the Mac Venture series? That's the original one. And they just... This it's is gone. the original? Yeah, that's the original. Well, what's the other one? That was $3. That's the remake. The special edition just gets you like a poster and a map and shit. Oh, it's yeah, got DLC. Yeah, it, that's all it is. It's there's no like so actual the levels to $3 it. Three dollars and the other one is how much was it? The, the original one. Dorado, yeah. Uh, it's two ninety nine, I think. Yeah, three seventy four and two ninety nine. Yeah, so that I got both of them the other day. That's fucking rad. Yeah, so I'll check them out. I, don't, I they're installed, ready to play. Installed them last night. Special editions. Yeah, but look at what comes on the special edition. What's don't don't be full full bad. Scroll down. I wanted to click on it. It's this. Okay. It's just this. You get read more. A soundtrack. You get the Windows Mac digital download, so you get the original game in it. But that's just a no. That's just a Windows Mac digital download of the game. It's the Steam key that you get on the. It's the Steam key of the original game. No, in it. Yeah. no, that's called Mac View. It's different. It's it's totally that's separate. Digital soundtrack. The NES score. Including a new metal mix, 60 page digital book, 2016 digital uh, world calendar. So it's an old world calendar. Digital map of the world Shadowgate. That might be kind of helpful, but you could probably find that online. Right. And then five awesome wallpapers, and then eight additional wallpapers of the Grim Reaper. 
<laughs> so wow. that's what you get for that additional three bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, like basically three dollars. <laughs> but no, I, that would be worth it if it was the actual like. No, the Mac I think version it's, with it, like you could play both versions. I think it's just the original game. I got you. I think that that's all it is because the other one's called like Mac World, um, on it. But I might be wrong. I think I'll definitely get. I mean, we'll play it together. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely. We get a palm get, to get palm together. Palm it. We'll palm it together. Yeah, I mean mm. for for three seventy four, I've I've ate a cheeseburger that costs more than that. That's true. Uh, uh, I have watched more Umbrella Academy and not completely done. I think we're over halfway now. I think we're on episode six or seven. You got a slow crawl on that. Yeah, well, I mean we've been busy with other shit, and then half the time if we're watching something and Betty's awake, and a lot of times we we have to either yeah pause it yeah. or. We'll turn on something that will keep her occupied so we can maybe do some other stuff now. Gotcha. It's not what we initially wanted to do, but now uh, fucking Vampirina and the Muppet Babies and stuff like that and Sesame Street are our best friends because they allow us to be able to put her in a little walker so she can watch the TV and kind of peruse around on her own while we go do some dishes or something like that. Gotcha. But uh, we're we're halfway through... uh, I can't think of her name. Vanya is starting to develop her powers because she stopped taking the medicine. Yeah. Starting to slowly get there. We we saw the, the sex scene that would have, I guess, in, is in, had ensued between her and, uh, I can't think of the guy's name now. Yeah. The love interest. Yeah. I'm assuming he's supposed to be the the conductor, maybe. Okay. Is there a conductor in this? Okay. Okay, just tell me. Is there a conductor? Yes or no? no there's not? No conductor. Okay. It's kind of disappointing, actually, that there's no conductor because I, I, I was I, waiting for it the whole that time. that was going to be what he was. Like, he was, was I wanted him to be the conductor, to be that too. Way, that, yeah. So, okay. So, that is that's that is a little bit of a bummer. Not really. I mean, it, it, it's still good. Sense. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's been great so far. I just I, like I'm the liking idea. that they develop so much on Klaus's character yeah. this early on. Yes. I've, I've read, because like, it didn't happen in Umbrella Academy whenever he goes to Vietnam or whatever. Yeah. And I've heard that that happens now in the, but whenever it happened in in the actual show, I was just like, "Oh shit, that didn't happen in in Apocalypse Suite." Yeah. I don't remember it happening, but I, I think it happens in it's supposed to happen in volume like 2 or 3 or something like that. Well, I'm I'm almost done with volume 3. I don't remember it, but it's not not saying that it didn't happen. It said in that one he actually goes, he actually gets married he's been gone so long he had he gets married and actually has a kid really before he gets like pulled back do you know if it's in dallas or if it's in hotel oblivion i have no idea oh, okay i'm not sure which one but oh. i know i know it happens and this is supposed to be more of a a dive into that but i i like gotcha. i like learning more about that character and yeah, how he's unfolding cool. early on because we, it seemed like in the apocalypse suite you really don't learn that much about him at all. You don't learn a lot about most of the characters in Apocalypse Suite. I mean, and for you some reason, touched on number one a little bit, but I mean, it's it, just you know, yeah. he was on the moon. You yeah, know more about that. Bit, shit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy how much you you immediately love those characters, and I have to say that it it has to be a lot of Gabriel Ba's uh, like art that makes you want. I think personally makes you want to hang out with these characters more. Yeah, because his I don't amazing. I don't feel like you get to know those characters through most of the story it's really the it's the narrative of the plot that's driving the story it's not the characters themselves but those that artwork is like i want to know these kids part of me feels a little upset that you don't actually get to see them as kids so much in this show yeah Yeah. really you know i mean you don't get that back so you don't just see them with a mask on but like two times so yeah and yeah it's very minimal yeah i like the kid that plays number five he's fucking rad he's good i like that character that whole 
how that arc is kind of coming in there and stuff. And I'm, I'm seeing how, where he got pulled from was actually him about to assassinate JFK. Yes. And how yep. that will play into That's probably Dallas season line. two yep. being Dallas and that line and stuff and how they yeah. incorporated that more. So, so that was really cool seeing that unfold. Um, I think where we left off the last episode was uh, Pogo was working on mom and brought her back to life. Yes. And then he said something about, do the kids know or something like that? And he's like, okay, good. And then the episode ended. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Oh, I gotcha. Because mom's not really in the comic that much at all. She's there at the beginning and they pull it off and show you that she's fake, that she's wearing that black dress or gown or something. And they pull that off and they show you that she is fake and she's just a robot. Yeah. But they, uh, that was about the extent of it really. I mean, there wasn't too much mom in that. And I like that they gave her character a little bit more depth in the, in the show too. Yeah, I do too. um, Other than that, the only other thing that I've been watching was, uh, more comic book men just getting, you like, I guess caught up. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I, I love it. Um, I finished the first season. Uh, and I know you said it gets better and better from there, but I, I fucking love it now. I, yeah. I love the banter and everything. It gets real tight. Like I think season two is when it got a little bit weird. Um, they had some producer issues, director issues, and stuff like that. But well, after they that, they talked about that on Tell Him Steve. Yeah. Too. They talked about Brian talked about how season two was like whenever he felt like he was gonna fucking lose his mind or something. Yeah. So season two is a little bit weird, but after that. And even at season two, it gets real tight, but they make some weird choices. But after that, like it's it's a thirty minute like in and out, like you are having a good time and you don't know why it's over already, kind of a thing. Yeah, um, I enjoy that for sure. Um, get some music or no, not music comics, books. I mean, yeah, comics and yeah. I'm not been reading literature. I've been reading literature lately. I haven't been reading any literature. I actually novels stopped, I, like I stopped, Cat in the Hat. I stopped on my uh, my readings of the Eye of the Dragon for a while because I started picking up those comics. And I talked about last time reading uh, the Batman twenty sixteen and the volume three of yeah. that. Um, I read uh, Lock and Key volume two, uh, Head Games, to continue out more. How's so that going? That. It's great. I've only read the first trade of, of Lock uh, and Key. This is, so this is the full second trade. Yeah. Uh, but the story itself is really cool. I'm liking how it's developing and stuff and learning more about Dodge and that, that whole character about her. Yeah. And where where that's going with her transformed into the younger boy again. And they, they explain more about how this happens before and how it kind of correlates and ties back to... Uh, the Locke family's past because she was, you know, she was around and prevalent during uh, her dad whenever he was a kid in their yeah. age in high school and stuff um, as a boy as well at that point in time. Um, and it's starting to kind of dive into certain areas uh, that you can kind of see where it might be going. I think it's going to lead toward, they keep showing this cove that's on the corner of Lovecraft Island mm-hmm. and, uh, I think that something important is down there. They they always allude to it, but they never actually show where they're going whenever they do stuff uh, in the past. Okay. So I think that something is down there that co- directly correlates toward like this is how Dodge got here, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any. I would assume the keys might be playing part into that as well too, and I'll probably find out down the road. But um, the head games thing is all about uh, a new key that they find at the end of Volume One. Um, Bode, the youngest of the the lock kids, finds a key in the pond, and uh, he finds out he was trying every door um, to figure out what it unlocks, and you find out that it unlocks uh, their mind. Ah. You put it in the back of their head, and it actually does like a tick, 
Nice. You can see that like on there, and it literally opens up their mind, and you can take out uh, fears, uh, memories, anything like that, and you can put things in. One of the coolest things that happens is they're like, "I wonder if we can do something like this." They put a giant cookbook inside Bode's head, <laughs> and they're like, "So, can you tell us how to make?" fettuccine alfredo and fucking word for word he gives like the whole recipe <laughs> in the thing. and uh so you can actually like put shit in your head and learn things that nice. way um but that plays into uh dodge's character gets the key eventually and she's doing different things to kind of manipulate people's minds yeah. and what they remember about certain events and stuff like that uh... and it kind of bounces back and forth between who has this key um so obviously the keys are still playing a giant part of oh, everything yeah. but uh, it's really cool. Like the keys are more unique than and going more places than I thought they would. Yeah, I wouldn't have never. It gets weird. This I is think, where it was right? going to go, and it's really cool that it's getting weird, and it makes me really excited to see how the uh, the Netflix show is going to take off. Yeah. with this. they've got casting for it now. Too. Oh yeah, I forgot about saying anything about nice. that during news, but I saw they casted who's going to play Dodge, and she she looked like if they make her like wet lady in a well, she will look like the Dodge that you see in the comics, cool. which is really cool. Um, I can't think of what her name is. She's not been in much, but uh, it, it looks like a really good casting for it. I, uh, I, I, like I said, I've only read the first trade, but I remember the artwork specifically because that's a Joe Hill is writing that. Um, so he's got he's got some good some good comic. Um, uh, what do you I call that? Like um, just prowess. Prowess. Yeah, if you will. So he's like gonna do good with that that horror line through yes. DC. I think with I that. I feel like the writing is super good it's smooth it's, it's so very smooth. smooth and it's very cohesive it makes you really interested and makes you want to dive into it further as a just as a horror story in genre yeah. I, I i would consider this horror in yeah. a way it's not scary it's, but, it's, I mean, very, it's, lovecrafty. it's very lovecrafty yeah, like it's very, it kind of ties into like lovecraft island yes, isn't just like yeah. a name it's an influence yeah it's it's literally it is it is a horror in that sense i guess it's, it's more a, creepy the weird and, yeah. and oddity kind of situation um, the artist which i had to look up because i didn't artist, know his the name it's really it it took me a while to get into it. It's yeah. really unique, but I don't like. I think the thing that made made me think it's weird is the faces. Oh yeah, the faces just to me don't look like a lot of faces that you see in in a lot of comics, modern or old. I'm looking and it's up. it's a different take on it, and it's just kind of weird to get used to. But once you get used to it, it's 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 totally fine. But it did take me a bit to get into it at first when I read the first volume, just because. The, the it's not the rest of the artworks like everything's great the body wise is great too but it's just the faces kind of look weird I see that like like that kind of like that not is. even that like there's some of the faces that you see in some of the panels yeah like that kind of early like on like the eyes and stuff are like is it's that kind of looks kind of like bulgy in a way yeah like they they uh, like overfed every, a little yeah, bit every character almost seems like swollen. kind of like bug eyed yeah in a way and it's kind of odd yeah but I, I mean can see that, that. that's his style that he's doing yeah. for it and I you get used to yeah. it totally and that's Gabriel Rodriguez is the artist on that um I like I like his stuff a lot but I think this is really the only prominent thing that he's done prolifically yeah. like is Lock and Key I mean not to say that that's the only thing because Lock and Key's had a really good run yeah it's um how many trades is it I think it's um, five or six. Let's see. They've gone. Let's see. Because it's done. But I didn't know. Story arcs. Maybe it's more. I can't keep Maybe up. Maybe it's eight. I can't read all of this. Um, yeah. I think that they've done a, a good section of collected editions. Here we go. That's what I wanted. Um, they have done six collected editions plus Small World and Heaven on Earth. So a total okay. of eight. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just something in that 
that ballpark. The first four issues, if anybody's interested, has Comixology are ready to for, for first four trades are available for uh, unlimited. Nice to be able to borrow. So yeah. I'll, I'll at least be reading three and four again. Um, but the other one that I have it was a Palm. Oh, you I read, to, you I read, a palm I read Wicked and Divine. Oh, cool. I read the Faust Act. How did you like the Faust it's Act? fucking rad. It's so good. I didn't know if I would like it as much at first, but I was just reading it because when it starts off, the story is very archaic. Yes. Uh, There's a lot of throws, setup. throws you right into this round table of characters that you don't even see in the rest of the book. Yes. Like this one little girl, some other people. I'm assuming they're all gods, but you don't even know who they are. Yeah. Um, and then it bleeds into another story of, uh, I think it's Amara, uh, what is her name? Amaterasu, the sun oh, god. Yes, yeah. She's finishing up a show. Okay. And then she goes backstage, and then you meet the girl that is just like you're basically their main character. I can't yes. think of her name off the top of my head. I can't head. either. It's been a while um, since I've. Then you get to meet like Lucy up. and all the rest of the other gods that are oh, backstage she's my favorite. during uh, this interview with the reporter chick yes. that will eventually become very prominent too. Yep. Um, but uh, after it got into it and it was the interview and the argument that happens between the reporter and Lucy back and forth and then the sniping attack that almost happens and her doing the th- and yep. blowing their heads up kind of a thing. Yes. Uh, after that started happening, I was just like, okay. And then we had the whole setup of what happens in the trial where the judge's heads, and I was just like, oh, this is a fucking detective novel with gods. <laughs> this is cool as shit. This is going to be a whodunit with gods now. Yes. And it's cool as hell. And it's like this teenage girl that's all of a sudden a prominent, like basically your detective yes. with her and a reporter. Yeah. Um, but going down the rabbit hole of meeting all these roundabout gods that kind of play into actual real gods. Yeah. They don't have real names like the Morgan or is the Morgan's real. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't really tie into what, what lore is that? Morgan is from, is it Greek? I don't know. Uh, they're all actual gods. So they're because all the Mor- Morgan is not a Greek God. The Morgan like, that's is not, not a name of a Greek God, unless she is based on a God. And um, just named Morgan. We'd have to look it up. The Morgan is the, is the actual as the actual name, um, and they're all they're all built into something um, of of something. And well, and, and Lucifer's not a god, so it's it's a pantheon of. It says it's called the pantheon of. I guess gods. you could call it the deities. There, yeah, maybe it's a Celtic deity. goddess. Okay, Celtic She's a Celtic goddess okay. of war, fate, and death. That's okay. why she has the three faces. The three faces. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so they're all they're all deities of some sort. That's a good term for it. Um, and yeah, it's it's solid. I really like the way yeah, that they. Lucy's fucking rad as a character. I, li- yeah. I like her banter back and forth. Whenever she's talking to, uh, there's some panels where she's talking to uh, the reporter is asking. I can't think. Of, why can't I think of the main chick's name? Yeah, I can't think of it either. Uh, at the moment. She's talking to the girl and she's asking like uh about each god specifically like mm-hmm. who could have done it and she's like talking about like you talk to lucy what did she say about each of these gods and she's like okay well what about amaterasu and then it goes back to her saying like it shows a panel of like what would have been like a thought bubble in the girl's head of her remembering what the conversation was with lucy and Lucy's just like oh well amaterasu is my best friend and then she like looks directly at the camera in the main and like at the panel like you're you yeah and then the next thing she was just like which would be very tropish if they did this in a comic book. And then it like goes back to her doing a comic, like a uh, like whole thing. And I was just like, she's like a, a weird, evil Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy is in a way. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, that series, like I said, is coming to an end soon too. Um, 
but that that creative team, um, I can't think of. I'm getting. I'm pulling it up right now. Is Kieran Jillian and Jamie McKelvey are the the writer and the uh, oh there we go are the are the writer and the artist on there and they're actually the the uh, team that does Young Avengers. Um, there's a whole run that they did of Young Avengers together, which is awesome. Uh, they did Fantagram, um, which is a, a series that they did together as well, and um, it's just it's a solid story um, that I could not recommend more. And I think we'll, I, I we talked about this before. I'd like to do a deep dive once the series finishes, and we can both like uh, kind of catch up to the it. Tail end of like uh, the beginning and the ends of the chapters, and how they have the emblems. Yeah, for each of the deities. Yeah, and who's because alive, who's yeah, dead, who's, who's alive, who's dead, and then it also has like specific events that happens because once they capture Lucy and she's in jail, it has the pentagram on there and it has jail bars yes. over it. Kind of the like, that's status. Funny. That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, Laura is the name of our Laura, main character. Yes. yes, and I'm guessing I don't really know because I've never read more than this. Mm -hmm. This is all I've got. But at the end of it, after she gets ready to pull the cigarette and lights it, it almost is like she is Lucy now. Um, or she has that power. She is going to go through some changes, but does not become Lucy now. So she goes through changes. Is she like a new deity? Yes. So she's like, this is like a new God basically. Kind so of thing, they've got from the way, and from the way that they set up the story, they set up the story to say there are, is it nine, nine, yes. nine gods that are, that They're come every alive for two years, but they come every 90 years. Yes. So, to influence the world. So the way that that sets it up is that once there's nine, I think that um, that that's uh, that's over. When one's dead, then you're you're just down to eight, and right. so on and so forth. But what you find out throughout the story is that once one goes, another one comes through, and that there are that you can have a total of nine active gods right. during that two year span. Okay. And that's not the way I understood it when I first read it, but okay. as you read along, that's what you find out. Okay. Is that there can be nine gods in play at all times. So during basically those two she's years. kind of taking that reigns since Lucy's dead. Correct. So she can she's be like the ninth god technically. Yeah, but she's not, not really a but not, she's Lucifer. not Lucifer. Yes. Cool. And and you'll see that throughout with other characters that you're you're getting familiar with. They keep talking um, about Terra. They talked about her a couple of times about being a shithead. Who's Terra? I don't remember because they they did they showed I think they showed all of them but I don't remember who that is. Um, I don't know. And who's the Daft Punk god? <laughs> you know what I'm talking um, about? There's uh, a person that's standing in a Daft Punk suit that talks for a while. Yes, but they he's didn't, an asshole. They didn't say anything about who that was. He's an asshole. Who is he? I I can't remember right now. Um, he was a dick to Laura at whenever they were talking. She was meeting with uh, what's the old lady's name? Amareke or Armek or something uh, like that. I can't remember. Uh, Amaratsu? No, that's Amaratsu. the sun god. Oh, sorry. Sorry, wrong one. Uh, but no, I can't remember his name, but he, God, he is such a dick. Um, they actually have one shots that come out every so often that tie along to this that are uh, stories of the, uh, the different times that the Pantheon has appeared over those time gaps. Anarchy. So, oh, okay. That one. She's the warden one. Gotcha. That's what I was talking about. I don't know who it is because they've talked about all of them. Um, maybe you can see. Yeah, there's there's pictures of them now. That's, you're going to spoil things. It's okay. Uh, 
Woden. That's who it is. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. They've mentioned Woden, but they didn't say whenever they show they him show in there, his name. that he was Woden. Oh, he he. You get a lot of character going on with with him at some point. The uh, Morgan was fucking cool. Yeah. I liked uh I liked the split personality change thing back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But it becomes uh, it's pretty cool. It's um, definitely a, a very unique Owly. story. I love these. I love these. <laughs> There's another Daft Punk guy. There's a I, lot of them. I love these stories that tie in with using old gods and the old mythology because it's so rich. I think that's what I love about like a lot of. They didn't show this character at all yet. Oh, okay. So that's that's I'm assuming that it says that's the Terra, so or who Terra is. Gotcha. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, so the uh, that I think that's why I I flock towards Neil Gaiman so much is that he uses yeah, the whole that mythology pantheon of everything for a lot of what he does, whether it's Sandman or American Gods or it's new, it's the, the Good Omens. Like they're all built on real life, the, the not real life, thickest but, and yeah, richest lore that's been being developed for thousands of years at this point. And it's just like I can create a cool story that is on top of I can, that. I can make it my own. Yes, taking baser lore and then just developing whole new shits with. Yeah, it. that's. I mean, it's. I, I love that stuff too. I, that's why I, uh, I get so drawn to like God of War too. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's the same yeah, thing. Throwing a, a new character into this whole big pantheon of Greek mythology or now Norse mythology mm-hmm. with the new one and everything, and uh, and watching him just kind of tear apart everything. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um. Uh, Palm? Well, hold on. I got oh, a sorry. I got a reader. You got a reader? You got, you got I got a reader. I got a reader. Um I read the uh the first volume of the Stranger Things comics. Nice. Um which is good and ready good and ready to be on uh and ready. on Comicsology Unlimited. Uh cool. I think it's one of the new add-ons for July. Okay. Um but I I just previously read it and uh it's okay. I felt better about it. You know, I, I think I read the first issue and I was like, yeah. this is just like, what was Will doing in the Upside Down? Uh, he just hanging out? And uh, and everything. And I think it, it kind of tied in a little bit of the gaps of the how the light affects and how he's able to do things and communicate. It was kind of a neat little insight. Um, yeah. There's a lot of little pieces, excuse me, of... Stranger Things lore that's kind of being built currently. Yeah. Um, they've got the new miniseries that's currently active uh, called Six, Stranger Things Six, which is obviously based around number six uh, in the in the uh, testing area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've got a story that's being developed, or they've got a story that's released about uh, David Harbour's character uh, as he's earlier. Hopper. Yeah, Hopper. Uh, before, kind of a prequel of Hopper. I think they've done a story on Eleven's dad, the 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 mm-hmm. scientist guy. Um, so it looks like they're trying to build on that. And with season three being the end of everything, right? It's supposed, yeah, it's still supposed, supposed to be supposed wrapping to be the, it up, the basically. Um, I don't know if they'll leave it open ended. Maybe they'll they'll end it with kind of like a thing like we've saved the world, but the darkness is kind of still looming. Just in yeah. case, you know what I mean? Maybe down the road they I'm, bring it back. Yeah, I'm ready for a a, a buddy comedy with uh, the two goofballs. Dustin uh, and uh, yeah. what's-his-face character. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so if that's what they spin off and they just have a, like, a Dustin gets an, a chance to go live in a dorm, a college dorm, for some reason for a summer, um and he gets to go live in his door like pair up with him for like, like it a, just turns into basically like 
it, it's like a mini series that's like the Wonder Years, but it just follows them. Like, yes. Not even about the Upside Down at all. Uh, no, I don't, I don't need that. It like just, it's, it's just about them hanging. They out. have that past, but it's really more about their yeah. their current, which is them moving past, going through all of that, and then having to live normal <laughs> lives. He, like Dustin tries to bring it up to some people, and he's just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about that. That's what I want afterwards out of a TV series. Yeah, but I like you know I like the idea we've talked about before, the expanding into the different experiments and how that plays through the comic wasn't bad. I, I, I didn't hate it. Um, and then I read the first issue of a book called running for, or no gunning for hits, uh, which if you've seen the comic on comiXology or on store in stores, um, it's got like a kind of reminds me of like a, the cassette, like kind of font. It yeah. says gunning for hits. And then it's got a picture of David Bowie on the front of it. Never or seen like it, a, a drawing of David Bowie, a drawing on the front of it. And it is, um, essentially the, the plot of the first, uh, the first one is this agent that's seen this band and he's negotiating with the manager. The manager is the girlfriend of the lead singer and they kind of are pitting this lead singer as kind of a Kurt Cobain esque a little bit in that, like he doesn't really know what he's got. He's just writing songs. He's blonde hair kind of like guy. And, um, and so he's the, the agents kind of talking in the background. The, these guys, uh, he, he's essentially booked to this private show for this band to come to so that he can watch them before any of the other AR agents show up so that he can sign a deal with them before they show up and play in New York city. Cause he knows they've got hits and how many songs he's got, they've got written before. And, uh, he, so he's going to negotiations with the, the girlfriend who's kind of cocky and is kind of trying to call the shots. And they're yeah. like, we want to, we want to do this. And we want this. And we want $6 million and blah, blah, blah. And we want, uh, Madonna to open up for us or something. Like, I think it's Madonna um, to open up for us and, and everything. And he's like, whatever. And keeps kind of agreeing to stuff. And he's like, but you guys signed tonight. And so uh, he draws up a contract and, and everything. And the, the singer just wants to, wants to play music and all that. So it has nothing really to do with that. It has everything to do with, by the time we get to final negotiations, the girl says, I've got one more request, and if you don't do it, then it's dead. Um, and she says, if you if you want this deal, you're going to have to blow him, the boyfriend, the the singer. You're going to have to give him a blowjob. So the agent is supposed to do that in front of her. She's got to watch it. And uh, she's like, the, the singer boyfriend wants, he's got bisexual uh, fantasies, and so you're going to have to play this out in, for, in order for this deal to go through. And so he goes, okay, but we're gonna have to do it in the back room. And so he takes him to the back room and, and he gets down on his knees and is talking about all of this. And it's got a lot of just like, uh, jargon and kind of, kind of fast talking sales pitchy stuff. But there's also like a break in the fourth wall and that he's explaining to the audience about, um, how agents work and how the music industry works and how shitty yeah. it is in general and everything. And so he, uh, he gets to the point where he would get ready to perform the act. And then he pulls out two pistols and puts them on both of them and says, we're going to say that we did this, but we're not going to, and you're going to do things my way. And essentially <laughs> he's like a, an ex hitman That's become a record, a record producer. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's the end of the first issue. That's cool. That's gunning for hits. I have no idea where this uh, thing is going to go. It had Bowie on the front, so I had to try it out. Um, I'm hoping that maybe it'll go, like the trade will go on sale or something because cool. I'm slightly interested in pursuing the the rest of this story at some point. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm digging it. It's good. Uh, Seems like a. I'm trying to think. Of it. It's kind of like a 
that TV show Barry. I he still haven't a, seen Barry. Like, yeah. I haven't watched it at all, but I know he's like he used to be a former assassin, but he's trying to make it as a breaker in like a oh, okay. in like Hollywood kind yeah. of like as like a star on stuff. Oh, and he's like okay. a comedian or whatever, and that's like how he's kind of tied into it or whatever. But he still has these people in his life that are trying to pull him back in. So nice. he's like, it's got this thing where he's like doing a comedian. He's just like, all right, fucking get back, <laughs> you know, like that kind of a thing. That's funny. Yeah. I like uh, it. You have anything else? No, not palm. I got a palm. You, I do. It's Berlin. Berlin is your palm. I'm gonna do a deep dive into the Berlin catalog. Oh, you better bring it next time. Then. I will. Uh, I guess my palm. I'm. I'm definitely gonna read Lock and Three. Uh, Lock and Key Three. Uh, is everything on Comicsology Unlimited? The whole series. The whole series is nice, but uh, one through four is what's on Unlimited. That's what I meant. I meant on Unlimited. One one through four is Unlimited. Just one through four. The rest of them, I guess the last two trades. I have the rest on digital uh, if you've got an e-reader. Because um, it was on one. Humble I was Bundle. Get an, I need to get an e-reader on my tablet. Yeah. It's on Humble Bundle uh, at some point. The whole entire, like, every everything on there. So I've got them. I'm going to try and do three. I might try to buy um, a physical trade for uh, Wicked and Divine 2. Mm. So that way I can read it. I might have. I've got digitals of that too. Cool. Well, From I might just do that if I can, image yeah, those up like a like a humble a bundle every once in a while. Yeah, um, so, I've got a couple that I I use. I can give you recommendations. Cool. Um, I'll have to do that for sure. Then so that way I can get that tossed on there and start reading through those. But, yeah. Uh, I definitely want to do that. I'm going to dive more into Metro Exodus to try and have some more stuff to talk about it next time too. But cool. Uh, I can't think of there's there's not. I don't remember if there's any other games coming out. I know Mario Maker just came out uh, end of June. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to wait another month or two or so before I get it. Just that way all those levels and stuff, the really good ones are built up. Yeah. More so. so that way there's even more to play. I mean, nice. not like it would ever get old, but I want... I, I don't have you like to have all that. I don't have a huge rush. I didn't even buy the first uh, Super Mario Maker on Wii U until it had been out for a year. Gotcha. And it had so many fucking awesome levels mm-hmm. on there to explore through and play, and then like a small kind of campaign. This one's supposed to have a little bit more, I think, of a campaign. Not like a full like Mario game, but sure. kind of a semi, semi-story kind of leading into like, this is going to show you how the levels are made, and then this is like, oh shit, Bowser's here, and it's crazy unique levels and stuff like that all of a sudden because he wants to trip you up on your way oh, to get to him and stuff. Gotcha. And, uh, so I'm excited to kind of dive into that eventually, but I won't be talking about that for probably a couple months. Cool. But, uh, I feel you. Where can they t- find you at? They can find me at Shad Schubert. That's at S-H-A-A-D-S-C-H-U-B-E-R-T on Facebook, on uh, the Twitter, and on Instagram. You can also check out uh, shadschubert.com if there's something on there. It's kind of a, it's a struggle to keep things up. The struggle is real. Yeah. Uh, How you about can, you? You can find me at RandomHeroXIX on Twitter, on Instagram, on everything, and on Facebook. We do the live. We did, yeah. We did the live last episode. episode I think it went 50, really yeah. well. Uh, we're going to do those once every month. Uh, we, we talked about in between... Uh, the recordings of these episodes and stuff, maybe briefly talking about maybe trying to do a little let's play or something like that here and there just, mm-hmm. to, just to throw out for Facebook live to entertain you folks. I think it would be cool to give each other stuff that uh, we could play stuff like Shadowgate. Can we play Shadowgate? Yeah, we could play Shadowgate or like I was going to say, it would be fun to play something from each other's childhood or something. Maybe that would be unique that I haven't played that you've played or vice versa. Yeah, because I know there's some stuff that you've played for sure that I haven't played. I don't really? Think, I don't think I ever played Yoda stories, and that would be fun Ooh. to play. And uh, you ever played Outlaws? 
Uh, I don't, maybe. Well, Outlaws is a good game. I'm not sure. But I thought maybe it'd be a cool experience for you to be able to play like uh, Link to the Past. It's my yeah. favorite game, and I know you've never touched yeah. it. But I think that might be kind of cool and you to do stuff like that, too. And then also play stuff that we both enjoyed, like, you know, deep dive into Shadowgate on there and have a good time and just do voice acting for it. Yeah. Uh, maybe go back and play like the old uh, ROM of, or the PC ROM uh, Lego Island game, yeah. stuff like that, and just go back yeah, and play. Yeah, Lego Island's a like good time. Uh, just get some, get some retroness with it. And I think it'd be cool to for do. Sure. I don't think a lot of people are doing Shadowgate and Lego Island. No, what's wrong <laughs> with them? I don't know why. It's uh, it's fucking midnight. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel tired. Yeah, it makes me feel New Zealand. I am NZ Production.